0: And now, Touch My Bass Productions presents The Shootout with Bill Lynch.
1: Alright, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Wrestling Shootout. I am your host, survivor of pain, Bill Lynch, along with my co-host this week is Christopher Dwayne Dickens. We all know who the hell he is. I'm not fucking sure what always he's doing. But anyways, that being said... Last week Chris know we had some interesting feedbacks from uh Billy Johnson's podcast show. Part two actually went under here, pissed off a lot of people in the wrestling community. Part
0: one pissed off a lot of people. Well part one pissed off a lot of people,
1: but part two definitely It was like a double pissing. A last off thing I did was pissing on flatline's grave and bought the sheet over the day today. The, the very next month Flatline closed and and I know I'm not pissing people off, you know. I know one of the case where, you know, Coochie's beard is pushed off from the market and said about him. And here he wants an opportunity to get on the show. But someone beat him to it. And he heard it. He demanded it. He called us out. He wanted to freaking do it. And we're doing this here for him. And we're doing this here for you wrestling fans today. Today, I bring you back one of the all-time greatest promoters. One of the all-time greatest champions in the professional wrestling right here in the CSRA. Strictly from the Viro Pro Wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, we bring you back Caleb Kitchens.
2: I'm glad to be here, man. Glad Thanks, to be man. here. Absolutely, yeah. Um, promoter, and, and <laughs> Booker, uh, the Booker, produ- the promoter, the writer, special. whatever
1: the fuck he
0: is. Yeah. he's Caleb fucking Kitchen. That's what he is. That today. needs to be a t-shirt. Honestly. No introduction needed. <laughs> that needs to be. As you see, you're wearing. It's a work photography. You just need a shirt that says, "I am." on the back Caleb fucking
2: kitchen well I have seen a lot of people wearing their suplex and microphone shirts on Facebook today so th- you, oh you can't see me but I do have on a uh, it's a work photography and design shirt right now just a shout out to the Wiggins
0: on that one because he was just like everywhere with that damn suplex
2: and microphones shirt yeah I was like how much you guys getting paid because uh <laughs> yeah. I, need a, I need a new contract uh, no but that was that was, uh, well, that was real a that would be a shootout day. shirt coming soon I Maybe. do want to say before we get started that uh uh, the the views I express here today are uh, my own And don't represent Flatline Pro Wrestling, Viral Pro Wrestling Or any other entity <laughs> Or uh,
0: TMB for that matter
2: Yeah, I feel like I should just get that out of the way Because this might be the most raw edition of this podcast ever I know that's oh, a high yeah. bar Well, I mean,
0: keep this in mind I
1: tell everybody on the show Don't be afraid whose feelings are going to piss us off This is the shootout I call it wrestling therapy You got something on your chest You want to get out in the open You don't care whose balls you're going to friggin' hit I don't care if we're going to freaking play We're going to do it right why pull punches?
2: Let's, this I, is wrestling, right? Wait, you, you are supposed to pull punches. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. This is, <laughs> But we're not in the ring. So this, this, is, a, this is the
1: MMA and wrestling. I'm going right. to knock your punk out, metaphorically. Metaphor. This is a shootout.
2: This is the wrestling yeah. show. Save the pull of punches for the wrestling show.
1: There you gotta go. We're gonna, hey, we're going to have some fun here. Like I said, man, we're gonna, a lot of shit to freaking talk about, dude. I'm trying to think where exactly where I want to freaking start here.
2: but Well, well you want to start on that, on, on Billy Johnson's pissing, well, my, piss on the grave comment? Let's go. All right, so just a little backstory on this. If you haven't heard the last uh, edition of this podcast, go back and listen to it. Billy Johnson said that uh, the reason why uh, Bushido Wrestling uh, decided to to do a show at Patriots Park right after Flatline Pro Wrestling closed was uh, to piss on the grave of Flatline Pro Wrestling. And and that agitated me a little bit when I heard that, you know... um, I think, first and foremost, I think they probably did a bad job. They probably should have drank a, a couple extra Budweiser's because <laughs> that show drew about 12 people and they were probably comps.
0: I think it was less than that. Um, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I think somebody actually counted it, it was about nine, and the rest of it was uh, family members who were there. Right,
2: yeah. Set up. I heard it was a great show, though, from the talent that was there. Um, I heard it was a very well put together show, but um, yeah, I mean, they did, um, they did show up at the final March of Champions and they did, um, they did put flyers up all over uh, Patriots Park and in the parking lot and they were all taken down before any uh, fans got there because uh, they were trying to capitalize uh, off of someone else's success, which is what Bushido Pro Wrestling is the only thing that they're known for because nobody else knows who they are. So uh, yeah, I, I think they did a bad job. And uh, I, think, I think Billy, it, you know, has some personal issues with uh, Chris Wiggins. I don't think that. I know that. I have no personal qualms with Billy Johnson. But for him to come on here and try to act all tough, like, yeah, we pissed on Flatline's grave. No, no, nobody knew about it. So, I mean, you went out to the graveyard in the middle of the night at 2 a.m. and pissed on the grave. You tinkled on the grave. <laughs> pissed sounds too awesome for what actually happened there.
1: Yeah. See, didn't he dig <laughs> the grave up and get Daniel man's Rolex watch or he some shit? He sprinkled on the out. grave.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, damn. He sprinkled on the grave. Trying to get someone's gold tooth. Well, I did want to get that out of the way right off the rip, you know. Just kind of go ahead and just kind of smooth over that one.
1: Well, I appreciate you setting the record straight here, you know. But, hey, let the whole back, you know, what's your true thoughts on Machido? Because, you know, they're actually coming to your home turf in Thompson, Georgia.
2: Yeah, so. Survival
1: Provis. What's what's, the, what's your thoughts on that Because some people like it, some people hate it. What's
2: your few points? Wrestling in Thompson, Georgia, and myself go back as far as it goes back. Right. I mean, uh, as far as I know, uh, you know, you got you got five wrestlers from, from Thompson, Georgia that I know of that are very popular in this area. First and foremost, you got Antron Brewer. He's mm. definitely the most popular out of all of them, the firemen. Uh, and then, of course, uh, Charlie Anarchy, Oz Knight, Damon Rashad, and myself. Um you know, we were doing uh, Southern Wrestling Federation, SWF, back in 2004, 2005 in Thompson, Georgia. So, you probably uh, don't
1: notice, man. I'm mean to cut you off. You know, but I used to wrestle in Thompson. Long yeah. Before SWF in the 90s, you sure did. Well, I
2: did not know that, yes, actually. Sure Professional? Or, or is this like Greco roman Renegade. We can
1: call it Renegade Wrestling. Gotcha, <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Professional gotcha. wrestling. Renegade. But, uh, yeah, you know. It was, it was fun. We actually had a. Um, it was on. Um, um, it laundromat slash gamer, and a guy put a ring up in there. And Thompson, we're near near the old theater area was, and I got invited out there. You know, we friends with Thompson. We uh, got there in bump heads. It was fun. Well, that was back in uh, ninety eight, ninety nine.
2: In was, terms of Bushido, though. Well, go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. I no, no, no worries. In terms of Bushido, though, uh, you know, Cameron Cade is doing Bushido in Thompson. And and if you ask Billy Johnson this, because I've confronted him about it, you know, just man to man, like, hey, wh- what's going on here? Uh, and he denies it, but Cameron Cade is running that show there, out of spite. Uh, he tried to partner with Viral pro wrestling. We weren't interested, um, and part of the reason why we aren't we aren't interested and weren't interested is because uh, if I was going to choose a game to play against Cameron Cade, it would be Pictionary because the man's never drawn in his life. Uh, Damn! and and that's just that's just the fact of it. Um, so we weren't interested. So out of spite, he goes and gets some financial backing, which. I mean, now it's a mystery. Uh, we heard it was Franklin Dove originally, but now they have some sort of mystery financial backer. Yeah. And let, let me just uh, put this out there. Was... Viral Pro doesn't have to have some kind of mystery about who our financial backer is because our financial backer is our audience. Okay? I that, like that. That's, that's who um, who puts the, the ring in that gym every other month is a Viral Pro Wrestling audience. Um, you know, so I don't know what Bushido's trying to do. Um, I, I think that. There's kind of this rumor going around that everybody was freaking out about Bushido and everything like that at Viral. And I don't think that's really the case. Um, We did say that, you know, we were going to try to use talent that Bushido was not using. Because you have to have some kind of way to separate yourself. The average person that doesn't go to wrestling shows every month doesn't know the difference. They see a flyer that's got a guy on it, and then they see your flyer, and it's got that same guy on it. They're like, oh, that's the same company. It's just wrestling to them, to a casual fan. True. You know, um, you, you're you not going to make anything off of just bringing in hardcore fans that are going to go to every wrestling show in the area anyway. I mean, there's like 20 of those people, you know, tops. So um, there, there's just not enough audience in Thompson, Georgia, to run a re- a, one wrestling show every other month and another wrestling show every month. We got UCW there, too, you know. Uh, so, yeah, I just don't. <clears throat> I think that there was a lot of malicious intent with him opening Bushido there, and um, I think the proof is in the pudding. You know, uh, if you go to one of their shows, uh, you pretty much have your pick of where you want to sit, because there's not going to be a lot of a lot of audience participation. There's a lot of people cosplaying as chairs uh, at those shows.
1: Um, I want to bring this up. You know, I think we're done with Bushido. We're we done. Chris, we added. We to added Bushido.
0: Not really. I mean, he, he pretty much hit everything on the head. They are not drawing anything. Yeah. I'm not, Uh, but, I'm not but you know the, the caliber of talent Bushido. they're using is uh, probably about the best thing about Bushido. But
2: they do have some some excellent talent on yeah, those Yeah. I mean, flyers. Now, sometimes I, you know I've seen one of their flyers before and been like, hey, you know, I would really enjoy this show if I thought there was going to be something to it. Hey. I
1: agree. I got to agree with, you know, t- Tony Schiavone said on his podcast a while back about it's not it's not necessarily the wrestler's fault why the crowds aren't drawing because, you know, Conrad Johnson has no question, you know. So what's the, you got a pretty strong talent roster here, but what's going on? Why is it they're not drawing? Well, that's because of the booker That's because of the promoter. They're not promoting their talent the way it should be promoting it. You know, it's advertising, you know. I mean, the people don't know when you're having a show, they're not going to pay a ticket there. And then, and if you're having two promotions, then, you will in the general same area could be having a show It's possible in the same weeks or, or you're having this week, the volunteer next down there, you're forcing the fans to, to pick. I and mean, let's face it. Your average, your average wrestling fans don't, don't exactly have membership to have of the yacht club or anything. I mean, we're all blue collar, redneck working people, you know, and Hey, you're going to spend your money in the best quality wrestling show. I mean, um, I don't know a whole lot about Machido. I mean, I did look into it. though considered uh, me, and my partner, um, blake debated on commentating some of their shows online you know just to poke fun and make fun but like you said i just saw the talent pool and they do have some pretty good talent there you know but um let's move on from machito we're getting let's, let's get down with some uh, business here caleb uh caleb, i missed you off the air you know what want your thoughts is this right now there was a guy who practically demanded to be here, wanted to freaking be here because he wanted to sit there and look you eye to eye on any kind of negative comments you're gonna say about United Championship Wrestling. As he was told, sorry, bro, I can't make it. I- I'm curious. I was gonna ask you what were your thoughts or process when someone actually wanted to be here to see if you're gonna say it face to face. You know,
2: I was like, uh, if he wants to do that to himself, sure. You know, because I- I'm I'm gonna say uh, exactly what's on my mind uh, if that's not evident yet. Spoilers. Uh, you know whether he was here or not. Um, so, and just on a personal level, I have a lot of respect for Jay. I had some great matches with Jay. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, back at uh, as, well, a and, times and he told me himself
1: he has no personal issue with because I asked him, yeah. "What's your problem, dude?" He's like, "I got no personal issues with Caleb. I don't. Got, I got no problem with him. I'd like to see him. You know, but if he's going to say something negative about UCW, I'm gonna call a spade a spade. I want to see if he's going to say it in my face about it. Cause here's the thing." People, a lot of people are talking major shit behind everybody's back about it, you know. And I guess he's finally just catching up to him, because you know a lot of people told how he's him and Don running the promotion. You know, not a whole lot of people said they're running it very, very well. I'm like this though. They're doing it consecutive month to month. I mean, he's holding on by a thread. I don't agree with all their business decisions. We're getting that in the show, but he has no personal issue with either. But he wanted to be here hear what you had to say and give him a chance to rebuttal. Yeah, I mean, I do think the show For personal is personal reasons he couldn't be here today.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, and I wish he had been here. Um, there, um, I, I don't think the show is is well booked. Um, you know, and we just talked about Bushido, and, and I think that one thing that UCW does have over Bushido is they're trying to tell a story. You know, yeah, especially in in southern wrestling, people want to see a story told. Yes, they you can't just set up a, a ring in a in a gym, put some lights over it. Play some interest music and draw people in. You especially can't have a tournament every every single show and for whatever, you know. And there's no stakes in it or anything there's like that.
1: Tactile tournament they're having going on? No, no, no. Just no. Uh,
2: Bushido just does, does a tournament. Yeah, they just do a tournament Bushido every Bushido
0: show. and it's for a, a
2: sword. Yeah, which I think it's the same sword. <laughs> it's the I don't think you, same sword. you get to keep gets, the sword. keeps the sword. Yeah, I don't think you even get to keep the camera Cade's
0: flea market sword. I'd be
2: so pissed if I found out <laughs> I didn't get to keep the flea market sword. I mean, that'd <laughs> be something worth coming down there for, but I digress. Um, no, I don't I don't think the products book very well, but you know, I, I've always been pretty supportive of what they're doing out there. I, I think that there is, um, you know, you can almost see there's like a training ground. For instance, you know, we don't have any kind of training program at Viral because we just can't do it. You know, we have we have our gym for a day every other month. You know, so six days a year, you know, we run a show. Um, and there's a lot of talent in this area that just wouldn't get a chance to get any ring time with us. Uh, and so I think it's great that UCW has offered that to some people. Um, my concerns with UCW. Um, came from well their very first show uh both myself and uh fireman were asked uh, to buy a ticket which i wasn't even there to see the show i was just there to see some of the talent before the show but i thought that was pretty disrespectful yeah christopher
0: um, why don't you go
1: ahead and since i uh, speak on behalf of mr gargans when he said
0: that is fucking bullshit yeah he did say that but then i rebuttal i was like you you guys know you looked at him and said did you buy a ticket I was joking with Caleb when I said that. Yeah, that's yeah. It's his example. That is bullshit. Yeah, that's not what
1: we're freaking it, men. It, it we can't good. give everybody a free show. If we did that, we wouldn't make no freaking money. But it, it was a freaking fireman. The farmer said he wasn't coming on the show. He just showed up. You couldn't think that maybe try to figure out a fix a man. Well we didn't have time for that. That's what mask fearing on the guy without a mask would, would say.
2: <laughs> and I you know, I was telling Chris this earlier. I, I said, uh, you know, if that had been me and um and you know, fireman had, had come to the show. I'd have jumped on Facebook Live immediately, put up a video. Hey, I'm here at UCW with the fireman. And easily the biggest draw in Thompson. I mean, there is no bigger name in in, uh, in wrestling when it comes to Thompson, Georgia, than fireman. No, it's you're just, right. You're right. And um, so, news
1: is, uh, I see on server time on local news 11 o'clock at night at news. The show's the yeah. shows highlights of some of his matches. and show what he's doing out there in Thompson. I mean, yeah, I mean, he's definitely, if you get the media's attention, especially local media who doesn't have a whole lot of respect for professional wrestling, you're doing something right.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's why he's working for WWE now, you know. it's God bless him. And, and yeah. still getting media attention every time he shows back up at this something in McDuffie County. Yeah. I mean, he got a bigger o- ovation than most of the talent did when they were naked. Yeah. And that's an hour from Thompson. Yeah. That's reach, man. <laughs> you know? But, um, but yeah, I, I, I think that uh, I do have some issues, you know, with UCW. Most of them kind of came up recently with some of the decisions that they have made and some of the things that I've heard coming out of there that I just don't think are good for the business at all. Well, we're going to
1: address that. We're going to address that because I got some, uh, you know, we were talking off air, and I think it's a good time to bring this up. The November pay-per-view, I'm sorry, I mean, the November show. God, you want to say pay per view? Anyways, the November show, Chris, I'll fall
2: asleep. I'm not I
0: fuck up. asleep, just to let you know. But you're talking UCW, so I'm just kind
2: of. It's putting him to sleep, man. Yeah, Good God,
0: it's making my back hurt. United you Wheelchair said, you said, Wrestling. No, it was pay per view, and I didn't get paid for that crap. <laughs> I thought you got paid at the last show. Oh uh, yeah, not by UCW. Oh God, I got, I got. It, got it. Anyways, anyways. <laughs> The veterans room. It's it's funny when you're in a in a locker room and somebody walks up and you're the only one that ends up with a white envelope.
1: <laughs> pissed off the, all the pissed off the entire locker room. Oh man! And then one of the co-owners got an envelope too, didn't he? Yeah. Everyone's <laughs> looking at him like, "What well, shit? Where's my freaking envelope?"
2: That's bad juju, man. Now um.
1: well, keep in mind, the person in an envelope does not um, was not a UCW no. owner. He's a he's Def Deflock Productions owner. He's up producing UCW Show. He's paying his people for production, which I don't understand. Well, what's-his-face got one, but, hey, I'll leave that. I'll, I'll uh, address that later. Anyways, back to business. The November show. It was the Veterans Rumble here. Now, according rumor and indie window, if you want to call it that, how those Rumble matches picked, people are freaking drawn Number random, you know, they're drawing random numbers and they're drawing to see who's going to, freaking, you know, who's going to go over in the Rumble. And shock to my knowledge, you know, this young kid who's broken into in the wrestling business, Hollywood Hancock, Justin Hancock, you know. And I'll, I'll, I'm going to put the kid over just a little bit here. I know people got a lot of personal issues with this guy and it doesn't have a whole lot of respect. I'm just telling you from my from my eyes and what I've seen. The kid has been taking some serious beatings in the ring. You know, he's working hard on his character as Hollywood. You know, and if you're getting reactions from the fans, booze, which you're supposed to be doing. You know, what I'm saying you're you're doing something right. And he was actually starting to get some legitimate freaking heat. And maybe maybe it's more heat than Dead Reckoning here, which another rumor in the Indie window question was Dead Reckoning was starting to get a little pissed off because Hollywood was getting a little bit of attention from the from the fans, from the wrestling fans that paid a ticket to come to the show. And he's portrayed himself as a, you know, the type of heel. guy. if I want to go into 80s wrestling, if you look at someone like the honky Tonk man, every man in the building knows he kicked this guy's ass. And that's pretty much, if you are looking at Justin Hollywood, everybody in the freaking building, you know, they kicked this kid's ass, you know. And I think, he, I think he hit that little nerve as his character, as Hollywood, and he was doing that, you know. So I'll get that plot to him. Now, and the other parts, though, like I said, he took a lot of shots and not Rumble, But... He came out the winter, you know, and then he got jumped in the back a little bit. But, you know, he, he uh, from what one of the bookers, Fury, um, Fury had mentioned to me, you know, the guy that wear a mask, because Fury told me that all the boys respect him. He paid his dues and everybody was freaking proud of him. I talked to the other boys and he all freaking said, That piece of shit that freaking you know, should have won their freaking man, that's bullshit. I've heard a lot of guys say that. A lot of guys. Michael said their names, but a lot of guys had uh, personally told me they did not agree with Justin, you know, going over in that rumble. Let me as it may. He won the rumble. He challenges um Pascal, Dead Rec right, uh, from Dead Rek, right, excuse me, Damien Sick. For the uh, Octane Championship belt. That's another question I was going to ask you about. I'll get that in a minute. that deals with the Octane title. You know, they're going into the December show. This was a match this you know, this has to do with hazing. I've seen so many times done in wrestling. You know, what happens when a new blood person starts coming up to the ranks? Their veteran's going to beat the shit out of them and chop them back all the way back down to the freaking bottom because the veteran does not want to give up his quote-unquote spot, you know. And that's just how, that's just how I look at it. I mean... This guy did not freaking help put this kid over. It was not one of those Ric Flair versus Sting match where Ric Flair took a dose into a kid and tried to help him, work with him in this freaking match. This was just a straight teetotal beatdown. I mean, this this guy just got freaking destroyed. It was worse than Kevin Nash beating up Ricky Morton. I saw that match in 2011. You know, I mean, this dude just got freaking destroyed. And then after the freaking, somehow, a hooker crook, you know, Damon Sick got a shoulders pin. One little spy he kind of turned around, pay attention to somebody, and then, you know, Hancock was able to roll him up and get a fa- well. I went really a fast, count, but it was a one, two, three, count. Then Damien Sick beat the shit out of him afterwards. Okay, then he freaking took it upon himself, which was, was not planned. I asked Hancock was his plan on one of the last shows I did, and he says no. He had no idea they're gonna freaking steal his valet, his female friend, valet. What's the girl's name, Chris? Purple Tiger. Uh, yeah. The purple, oh, yeah, the purple tiger. You know, they freaking kidnapped freaking her, put a dog chain around her, and yanked her freaking around, and they freaking stole her. Hey, yeah, no I freaking did. So now you freaking destroyed him, stole his freaking manager, took his freaking title, you know, and just killed him. I approached the bookers about, I approached approached UCW management, and they said, what are y'all going to freaking do about this? This is bullshit, man. I mean, this guy freaking destroyed this kid. I think he took a little too far, you know, I mean, oh, yeah, we were pissed about it, too. But don't you worry, all you need to know is that it's handled. The very next month, the belt was handed right back to Damien six. Yeah, there's so a, I'm like, this is how it was handled?
2: There's it's a couple of problems us. with this. Uh, just just at the at the at the very basic level. I mean there's there's a long list of problems. I'm glad we got time. Yeah. Uh, no, plenty of time. So at the at the base level of all of this is don't don't book your your rumble winner and somebody that's gonna challenge for your championship off of the draw of a a, out of a hat uh secondly if you're going to do that make sure that there are only people in that drawing that could possibly hold that championship and have that sort of main event notoriety in that main event spot honestly i don't think that um i don't think that uh justin hollywood should have been in that position to begin with right because right. I you know uh, he has trained with me in the past mm-hmm. I don't think he's anywhere near ready to be having a full match in the ring but um, I will say that he has at least kept up with it and has you know continuously been showing up to shows and working on his character and things like that and was getting some legitimate heat um, but he was nowhere near ready to be Carrying, I'm assuming this is the top championship there at the Octane title. Is that I mean, secondary, secondary second title? It's, it's a kind secondary like, title, kind of like the
0: Intercontinental title.
2: Gotcha, gotcha. I mean, the
1: bad thing about it, dude. I understand by the Octane title, it changes hands every month. You know, the promoter of the promotion believe you want. You know, the title is going to change, hands every single month. You know, for some strange reason, and not a whole lot of the talent does not like that. So you're not giving your t- no legitimately to your title. But that's what he wanted to do. So, I mean, that's what he wanted to do. He wanted to belt change every single month. Every time he turned around, yeah, every month you're going to see a new champion crown. It's almost like nobody can seem to hold on to that title, you know. So, I just – what's the point of winning if you can't really defend it? You know, I totally disagree with that angle, but –
2: And I did see the match where this supposed hazing went on. And and I don't really call it hazing. What I call it is basically Josh Pascal was – Putting his own ego, he didn't want to put the kid over. He was putting his own ego it, I, in front of the show. Shown. He
1: did not want to put the kid over. I mean, I'm, I'm going to get him on the show, and I'm going to ask him about it. And keep it in mind, I got no personal uh, feelings toward Josh. I just totally, did, totally disagree. on how he handled that situation with him.
2: Well, there's you know? there's there's a couple problems with it. Um, first and foremost, you know, if, if he ever wonders why he's not booked on on a higher level than he is, because he has tr- tried to come work for uh he tried to wrestle for Flatline Pro and tried to wrestle for Viral Pro and if he if he's wondering why he is not considered for spots like that it's because of in, instances like this of being completely unprofessional whatever's on that booking sheet that's what you're going to go out there and do uh otherwise professional wrestling is not for you uh so you know it it was done very poorly and it does not he probably thought that the boys in the back would appreciate it and would think he was cool for it, or you know give him a pat on the back for showing Justin who was boss whatever I mean really all it is is it's a failure on his part to do his job as a professional wrestler and as a worker, and it undermines the credibility of that promotion and also of himself uh, for him to go out there and do something like that because it, he wasn't telling a story he that that match didn't help that show at all it didn't help that angle at all uh no, I sure didn't. I mean, at the end of the day, it, it didn't really help anything. And, it, and if I was booking that show and something like that happened, I mean, you'd, you'd never have heard of Damien Sick ever again. I mean, just he would never have been on the show ever again at all. So, and, and, and that really probably should still be the case anyway. Because uh, he was recently suspended from UCW for, for a different reason. You want to address that? Oh, I will happily address that right here. Um, there are sexual assault allegations against Josh Pascal um, because of some things that happened at a UCW show, which, to my knowledge, it takes place at a church, isn't that right? It takes
1: place at a church. Now, I don't know. Wasn't I mean? I, I heard. I heard the rumor, but the UCW management does not believe he did it. They reinstated him. Right you now, they're trying to say the girls' stories did not freaking match up. I mean. I'm like, did you see a police report? I mean, how well do you, you know, how well do you really think you know someone? That's all I'm saying. I, mean, I don't, I don't know. I, 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 know, you know, past those guys way with the ladies, but I don't really believe he did that, you know. But I don't. It's one of those things, man. I, being a law enforcement, I've seen hundreds of sexual predators, and, and the ones, man, you never thought it'd be
2: him. Well, I don't want to, I don't want to call out the other person just, just because, you know, for their privacy, but. I I, I will say that I know them well enough to know that they're not going to stop. uh, They're not going to give up wrestling somewhere local um, because of something that they made up. Uh, And, and, you know, when the decision to bring Pascal back was made, um, you know, they were like, well, I'm not coming back then. So you you take somebody who, you know, it's their dream to do this. They're not going to sidestep that just because of of something that didn't happen, something that was made up. And and it doesn't look very good on the promotion because they do have another person that is on the active roster that is a registered sex offender, and that's public knowledge. Tony Lamb. hell. Again, Tony Lamb is a. Res- I haven't seen him in months. Is, is on the registered sex offender list. But I mean, yeah, he's on the registered sex
1: offender. I I did not want him in the AEW for a little while, and Jake came arguing with me and he's saying it's bullshit. The, the crime was probably bullshit. We're giving him a shot. I mean, I said, dude, I got kids. Okay, I'm right. not gonna bring my kids to a show have a registered sex offender for one. Have a registered of sex offender around kids is against the freaking law. Right. You know, if he's a registered of sex offender, he cannot be around freaking kids. Regardless, if you want to believe he's innocent, then that's fine. I don't know the guy that well. I mean, I, don't, I haven't seen his uh, rap sheet, but if he's a registered of sex offender by law, Georgia state law, or hell, any state damn law for that matter, you cannot be around children. You cannot go around yeah. school grounds. You can't go around certain churches. yeah I mean, yeah, I... I <laughs>
2: So there's yeah, a I pattern Tony, here of them Tony assuming was, uh, people's innocence. Yeah, you see that, and 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 that 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 really bothers me tremendously. That that that's been going on. So, yeah, I mean, um, and I and I I wish Jay was here today because I you know I, I would love to hear what he's got to say. Uh, about this. It, you know, I understand that he's got a show to run and wants his buddies on it because, you know, he's probably, you know, giving him a deal and working there if he's charging him at all. But at the end of the day, I mean, what is it really worth, you know? I don't know. It was
1: not – I mean, it wasn't Jay's decision to uh, suspend him. I mean, we, we talked about it, you know. But the person, you know, had to make the right call, and, and I we'll stand by off standby and decision making you know for for, for suspending him until further investigation was done but i'm not exactly sure what kind of investigation he did because he was only suspended for what one show yeah, yeah and by the next show he was uh reinstated put back on the uh ucw uh chat thing he's
2: back on there i mean i just thought okay they cleared his they, then uh, what the girl left yeah um and, I mean, we got him on camera beating the shit out of another talent in the ring for, for no apparent reason. So, you know, it, it's like... And then grabbed that ballet and
1: put it around in our choke car. and He was just dragging it. I thought that was a little too far.
2: Yeah. So, uh, you know... The girls
1: father was there, too, watching the show, wasn't he? Yeah. So, it it, it's, uh,
2: it, it, it's a it's a series of events. You know, it's not just one thing out of the blue. It, it's it's a series of events that I think would warrant uh, him not being on the show anymore. And, and, you know, I'll give you an example of this. Uh, right. That not a lot of people know about at all. Um, back in 2013, 2014, at Flatline Pro, we had uh, Dustin Knight. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he was oh, yeah, yeah, he yeah, was yeah. Uh, he he had just won this big Rumble that we had done. Uh, he was probably you know, getting a good push. He was doing the EWA. Yeah, he was it?
0: doing e, uh, the EWA show at the same time as well when all this went down. Yeah, he just became our champion.
2: Yeah, and he he was in line to be the main event. Uh, at Fightline, he was one of the most over guys on the card. Screwed it uh, all up. Ends up on the cover of the jail report. For, <laughs> front uh, page, yeah, front page of the website and the the, paper. the newspaper That was for drugs, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. It was for several drugs. Yeah. And uh, you know, you, you never you never heard of him again. And that nope. is what should have happened here. You you know, it was it was, he
0: was the same was, way at EWA. Um, we made the decision to boot him because of that. Yeah, he um, was he
2: was Chris Benoit. <laughs> his name was never mentioned ever again. Nope. God, I wish I could get him with Fun right now and ask him those questions. Chris Benoit? No. <laughs> that that would was be, very period, if, 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 if we were able to do that... I, we, think, we, I think the ratings would go yeah, up. The, the ratings would go up. Oh oh significantly. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's like, and,
0: and,
2: Too bad, Stovall.
0: This SOB right here would be milking that for all it's worth. I was on the shootout episode where he called Chris Benoit. From the dead. <laughs> From the dead. <laughs> From
1: the dead. Did you really do it? <laughs> I mean, I can understand what Vincent Man has got to protect the promotion. That's why he blackballed Benoit. Because, you know, like you said, you, you, it's one of those things where you never got 100% know the truth, but the evidence was there. You know, his wife is dead. His son, unfortunately, was dead, and he hung himself. You know, I do my personal opinion believe Benoit had blacked out, had snapped when he came conscious, realized what he did, and he hung himself. I mean, that does say it's a cowardly way of doing. It. I mean, I um, I met Benoit briefly, shook his hand, seemed like a real nice, quiet guy, but. You know I respect him in the ring, but he, he. Yeah. I don't know what happened those those last several days. You know.
2: Yeah, I mean I think he's one of the greatest of all time. I don't think we'll ever know what 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 really, what really, really, really went really down transpired. there. It could have been Kevin Sullivan. It could have been. The, been. Oh yeah, he the, could kill
1: both of them, hang Bing one. and we'll play a bow by each of the victims. And then he asked, you Chris? You know, everyone's yeah. going to hate you, but I'll be remembered, and I'll be in the Hall of Fame one day, which still hasn't happened yet." You gotta, yeah. to, you gotta listen to Eric Bischoff's uh, podcast, Eighty Three Weeks.
2: I love Eric Bischoff. The second man. episode of Reported
1: Doom. He caught Kevin Sullivan. That stupid motherfucker is a fucking liar, is a piece of shit. I ain't never said that shit to him. Fuck you, Sullivan. I went, like, oh my God. This is awesome.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I love Bischoff, man. I got to meet him at the Legends Wrestling Show um a couple months back. That was that was pretty cool. Awesome. So that was gonna go. Um Y'all wanna stay on this uh Pascal situation. I mean, I think we've probably covered it. They've covered it. They will. I, you know, it's and 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 I'll just reiterate uh, the the things we mentioned here is really my only problem with UCW. O- other than that, I think they had a good thing going. I mean, they don't make the same decisions I would make, but I mean, Did not everybody's going to do that. Well, I mean, what we've talked about thus far, I think, is some pretty good examples of that. But you know, you go back to like their very first show, you could tell that it was mostly the people putting that show together that were in the main event, and they put themselves there. Yeah, yeah.
1: They, they do constantly do, You know, they're, they're in main event. I mean.
2: That's an indie wrestling staple. Guy wants to sit
1: there and brag. I beat CM Punch record. Yeah, you know, I had the belt longer than he did. I'm like, really, Jay? You're you going to sit there and say it? Hell yeah, I'm going to get a shirt and make that. I said, yeah, you're sure going to say this. I beat CM Punch record. Why? Because I booked it that way. I wrote in storyline that way. I said, Jay, what's soaking your freaking head. You wrote that whole angle out on a piece of paper. And they approved it. That's why you got to hold on the dog as long
0: as you did. Now I really wish he was here.
2: Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I said, now I really wish he was here.
0: That, that, that's yeah, I guess he would have a, a – matter of fact, just, just pretend he's here. Just go ahead and say what you would say to him if he was here. I just must have he wants to go on that On that uh, notion right there that he booked himself and beat CM Punk's record. That's what he yeah. did. But I mean,
2: yeah.
1: But most no, any promotion did that though. They only put their, dirt either their friends or themselves. But here's
0: the thing, and, I, and this is where I'll the, defend the, best the independent don't. wrestling. Yeah, here's here's where I'll def- defend it. If it's a I mean, new promotion, that's pro-
1: the did the same thing. Okay, Kevin
0: Nash. Okay, but if it's a new promotion, let's say let's go back to the Flatline days. Uh, Flatline Pro, they started to uh, put the belt on Brandon Parker. And a lot of people didn't like that because Parker was part of the the booking committee at the time, was he not? That's correct. Um, A lot of people were like, "Oh, he was friends with everybody. everybody. But the thing is, you're going to have somebody who's going to hold that belt to start with that you know is going to be there each and every show. Until you find somebody who is worthy enough to take it over, you're not going to have that belt on you for almost two years just because you wrote it that way. Yeah. You know, small like, promotions. It's like the Von finances. Erics.
2: They just put the belts on all their kids, you know. Yeah. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> wow.
0: just pissed
2: off a lot of wrestling and
1: got to look from a promoter standpoint. He's running the company. He's got to find someone he, he can trust. He's going to be there. Do what he wants him to do. Yeah. You deflection. beat a flagship. <laughs> and Vern put the belt on Larry Zbyszko, because, well, I'm pretty sure my son-in-law is not going to jump ship. after me be putting the belts on going to the WWF, you know. And then when, you know, when, I mean, hell, when Bishaw said, I got to agree with that statement here, when, when people, Nash was criticized, when he, uh, the whole point of beating Goldberg, hitting the streak, and I said, that's right there is when WCW died. That's when the, the Titanic struck iceberg, now we're going to freaking sink, you know. But and I mean, defense, so who else could have legitimately defeated Goldberg at that time period? Goldberg did beat Noah Roster by that point. That's true. You, you, you know what I'm saying? It just made sense. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, if Don, you know, the, the owner of UCW put that kind of trust, you know, in him, you know, he did that for a reason. I need, I need a guy that I can trust, I can talk to, going to communicate with me, not talk shit behind my back. It's going to be loyal to the company. And I'm trying to start things out here. and That's why he put the belt on, you know. I'm just freestyling here. I mean,
2: no, I mean I get it. I mean th- I think that I think there's a line somewhere. But I do felt like he shouldn't have held it for as long as he did. I do felt like you know, yeah, a lot of other good talent
1: there. I mean, I was really upset Andreas Davis didn't get the shot. That that's was, Elijah, you know,
0: and I that's why that was a person
1: and, I wanted to play. Yeah. I've been a person I can I guarantee you if you went to Davis I'm gonna put the belt on you. Can I trust you? Because
0: we knew that from you the know? jump in EWA when he was, you know, starting there. I immediately saw the talent in the guy, and I was oh, like, Lord, I want I him to amazing. move up through the ranks, and I had a story planned out for him and everything.
2: He trained with James Drake. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And,
0: and that says a lot because James Drake was just featured on the freaking front page dot WWE.com.
2: Okay, over and involved. I, mean, I, I, I mean, I think he's the best worker on the, yeah. on the Indies. I hope, I hope. Not to mention he works closely with one of, the, one of
0: the best trainers in the area. Uh, you know, at high spots.
1: Now, you mentioned something else, you know, creatively about UCW other than the uh, the Pascal situation and UCW's failure to really do a whole lot about it, other than the suspended for one month and he turned around and brought him back and then he lost a talent. I think they lost a referee, too. I, yeah. I heard Joe, you know, my good Your friend referee Joe just Dirt, quit. Joe Durst said he's quitting. I didn't want him to quit. I, I really felt bad about his situation, too, because he was caught in the middle. Yeah, no, I mean, no disrespect to Joe Dirt. He could not beat Josh Pascoe in the fight. Sorry. I mean, I love the guy to death, but I don't know what what was going through his mind. I mean, if it had been my girl, you know, and she'd come and tell me, some girl just, some guy just freaking filled up on her. Uh, I mean, yeah, I would beat the shit out of him that's just me. You know, but, of course, me being a police officer, I'm sure if I'm going go to jail, but, you know, it is what it is. But bottom line is, like you said, man, I mean, you got to protect your image of your promotion. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Who who in the public would, would take you seriously if you're not going to just, you know, you know, well, you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And, and, and it's hard because I do consider Josh a friend, you know. I don't know what happened. I wasn't there. I haven't seen the evidence. It's one of those things where it's, it's hard. You know, you, you don't want to believe it. But, you know, I've, I've been in law enforcement killed for 18 years, military, MPs. You know, in Griswold County. I've seen I don't know how many sex offenders, and I tell you what, you know, even talking to a couple of them, and the people try to, you know, people, don't, people think, you know, a sex offender, you know, they're mean, they're they're they're, they're bullies. Like no, that's a sex offender, they'd be, they'd be they'd be one of the nicest, most polite people, but you don't know what's going on inside their head.
2: Yeah, you don't know what they're thinking. You don't know what anybody's thinking. I mean, it's I mean, a I, crazy world out it there. It is a crazy world, you know. And, and and you know, and I'm not saying one way or the other, you know. Like according to. you know all the individual accounts of what took place there it was only him and her there you know so it's it's going to be it's going to be his word against hers um am i more inclined uh to believe her yeah i am but that doesn't mean that that's what happened um so yeah you know i think that combined with the other incidents that happened yeah he would not be on the program anymore yeah yeah, that's that's just me. The dude's obviously at, at minimum is a loose cannon, and I I do believe that about John. That's
0: given uh,
2: Ryan <laughs> uh, oh, Okay, well, I
1: mean, you know, yeah, not the loose cannon character, but being a loose cannon. i it's been like 20 years. Him, get over and it. And you're afraid to say anything to him. You know, yeah. I mean, I was really upset. I mean, at the, the December show, I was very, 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 very upset. I, I let my opinion be known. If I was running a damn show, I would at least spent at least 90 days. Look, dude, you're not going to sit here and beat up younger talent because you didn't want to put the guy over. Now, I, I wasn't in the locker room. I don't know Ash where his rash was. When he found out he's going to have to put him over, I, I don't know. But he went out there and just beat the living hell out of him. That's what I saw. Yeah, it's, and, and it's and, unprofessional. Yeah, it was unprofessional. Yeah, I just don't think – I don't believe in taking liberties on somebody. unless someone legitimately shot on you first and you give him receipt, you know, it should stop. You know, if it turns into a shoot. But if a guy tells you can't freaking defend himself, and you was only going to sit right there and just watch it, watch it. I mean, literally, that ring style, watching it, did nothing to freaking, hey, referee, stop the match, Kid can't defend himself. Some type of
2: whatever. That match should have been stopped. That match should have been
1: stopped. I mean, I'm sorry. You basically let Ivan Drago kill Apollo Creed's ass. I mean, that's what it looked like to me. But anyways, let's move on. Um, Any other thoughts about United Championship Wrestling and the management how they're running it.
2: no not really I, I will say one thing this is this is like a much lighter note sure. um, one thing that is there that I, i'll say that i i have a incredible distaste for is live commentary over the loudspeaker at a venue man that just drives me up the wall it, it's not a good experience for anybody i get that you want to give people that kind of like i'm watching monday night raw feeling but that doesn't work in a gym all it is is a bunch of people's voices constantly echoing through the building. And you can't tell what the hell they're saying. And I know uh, I've told all this, too. I know he does commentary there. so I do commentary too. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it just, in general, it, it just is not, to me, it's not a good thing. If you want to, if you're going to put it on YouTube or something, record it, put it on, you know, the video, overlay it on the video after the fact so people are watching it at home on a computer. But otherwise, man, it's just a bunch of people yelling into a microphone while you're trying to watch a match. And I just think it's a bad experience. Well, I mean,
1: don't let me say that. You know, I, I see it both ways. I see it as a bad... I, I can't see how it could be distasteful, but if, you, if you've been to i I've been to a show, I now see a dead audience. I'm like, that sucks. They don't even get into the show. When I got on the freaking microphone I'm trying to hype the fans up a little bit, getting the <laughs> cheer a little bit, yeah. you know, and then I bought... Blake was in there with me and then Caleb got in there and then, you know, and some fans told us they, they appreciate our commentary, but, like, all of a sudden, crowds crowd started getting into it. We started telling, hey, I'll you know, try to get all... Let's get hyped up for this freaking match. Come on! You know and then, the interaction with the crowd. They start to actually tearing a freaking match. I'll go when I do when I talk about the world heavyweight top match between uh, T. Cash and uh Justin Chambers, you know. I really try to build it up, you know, say this is the heavyweight champion of the world and, 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 and this is probably his biggest title defense, you know, here to date and everything. What's going through the champion's mind and everything? But yeah, what's going through the challenger's mind. He has worked hard, he's been put through the freaking obstacle. We're right here, fans. You get cut it with a knife. Can you freaking feel it? And crowds getting all hands up. So when they came to the ring, they got that ring Reaction, you know, you know, hyping up and everything. I mean, I'm trying to make it, you know, real as I can. Try to keep it. I hate using the word kayfabe, but I try to make the feel like we're seeing this. It's a very highly competitive heavyweight title match, but right. But the messed yeah. up microphones, though. I don't know because, like, huh. when, when shouted, when, you, when, you, when we get excited, we'll start shouting in the freaking mic. I'll tell Kale, don't put it here. Can I put it out here a little bit? You know, so don't. You know. Don't make love to them white. Yeah, because it's going to pick up your voice. That's what the, the, the problem is. Problem when are shouting, is, it's, it's echoing it's in the speakers. The wrestlers the v- in their back heart can't heart heart. 100% understand what we're saying. And some of the fans are, I said they can understand what we're saying. Some fans, I couldn't hear a thing. But, you
0: know,
2: I don't know. And it's something that's being worked on. It's, like it's, an, like it's, it's an experiment. It's, that's how I know that shows like uh, America's Got Talent, American Idol, stuff like that are staged. Because everybody knows how to use the microphone. If you ever worked in indie wrestling or any kind of performance, where people have to use the microphones on a regular basis, you know that like 90% of people have no clue how to use a freaking microphone. Everybody wants it like in their mouth yeah, when yeah. they're talking on it. Yeah. They want their lips to be able to accidentally touch it. Yeah, just, just the tip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just the tip.
1: Well, I mean, like I said, it's, it's, it's an experiment. You know, Don wanted to try it. Chris, I know, was very, very against it. So we decided to give it a shot, you know, I mean, Don was lucky because finally, you know, the audience are getting into the show. They're not just sitting there with their hands on their butts, you know what I'm saying? They're just like watching it and just, you know, I'm trying to be like, um, you know, I believe in, you know, mascot, man, get the crowd pumped up. You're going to see better matches. You know, it makes the rushes work harder you get car reaction. Now, I'm a firm believer in this, man. I don't 100% know how your mind works on professional wrestling. If the fans aren't cheering or booing, it's the heel's fucking fault. The heel's got to get that freaking heat. You know, I believe I believe in the heel coming to the ring and insulting some fans out there, getting, getting the crowd want to freaking boo. You want the freaking crowd freaking throw their damn cans and cokes at you. Well, they'll freaking cheer the Easter Bunny to come out there and beat the shit out of you. You know what I'm saying? If Josh was a freaking heel, where well, he's supposed to be a freaking heel, he would have the crowd hating him so freaking much, but they would have cheered Hollywood to come out there, you know, and beat the shit out of him. Or in anything, if 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 if, if Chambers is the freaking heel as a champion, he should have had that crowd freaking hate him, you know, and get the crowd behind T. Cash, where the crowd would have erupted even more. Screw if you that. get we're that just kind bring of
0: the rapture in.
1: if you get that kind of fucking heat, I'm saying though, <laughs> if you get if you get the fucking heat, where you supposed to gonna get, you know the crowd would cheer for whoever the baby faces I mean, prime example, Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, the heat that has the NWO, when Paige delivered that diamond color to Scott Hall, Paige came a superstar. That's just my opinion. You
2: know? Yeah, I mean, I think there is a degree of that on it. I, I think that, you know, out of out of the emotions that you want to draw out of your crowd, getting them to hate you is, is the easiest one. Because it's way easier to get somebody to dislike you and just get them to like you. Mm-hmm. So that's the whole purpose of the heel in wrestling, of course, is that, you know, you go out there, you get heat, and then that way when your baby face comes out, uh, the crowd is more naturally inclined to like them, buy into their stick, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I guess the uh, – I, I wouldn't say that it's entirely the heel's fault, but, yeah, I mean, it, the heel needs to be getting heat. Um, and, and, you know, the other thing about that, too, is, is then it comes back on the booker or the promoter is – you know, booking to your audience and knowing your audience. Uh, you
1: got to know your audience. Right. I agree. I told a lot about Big Shop. I read his book, you know, and I heard him say it podcast podcasts is that he would get out in the audiences and try to and, and hear the crowd, see how they react to it, and ask the audience, you know, hey, how'd y'all like about this? What y'all think about this? What would you like if they did this kind of angle? You know, get more involved with the fans, let the fan. hell, he even did that with TNA, you know, and put those damn website up there. Tell me what you guys want to see so I can make this happen. For What would y'all want to see? What, what do you like and what you don't like? Help me make this product better. You know, it's, it's yeah. getting audience participation involved. I mean, some might forget the idea of it personally. so
0: as hell. I mean, if the audience is into it,
1: you know, let the man know what you want to well, see. Well,
0: like you said, we're Viral Pro. The audience is what makes the promotion. Exactly. You don't have a promotion without the audience. They're your financial backer.
2: Yeah, I mean, you got... It's like the... I mean, you look at the Roman, the Roman Reigns experiment. The, oh. the four-year failed Roman Reigns experiment.
1: Unless they realize that Batista was failing, got rid of him after three months, you know?
2: Yeah, I mean, it, that, it, he would... This would not have happened on any major indie promotion in the United States or possibly in the world. I mean, I, I can't really speak to that, but... It, it what happened to Bushido? This, oh, it's it not, probably was not <laughs> Roman's fault. I mean, man, he was busting his ass, he was trying. I, mean, I think it is his fault though, because so? he, he's had four years to get over. And if you look at his mannerisms and the things he does and the promos he cuts, they don't really have a baby face edge to him. The guy kind of no, acts no, entitled.
1: Better a face. Yeah,
2: he acts entitled to the to his spot. He's like he's like uh, Batista, you know, with the infinite title shots. Yeah, uh, and. You know, the audience just very clearly doesn't react to that. And I no, and they're, they're doing haven't. a terrible job with it. Well, I
1: um, mean, I've seen a guy in the ring busting his ass. I mean, I think he's trying, but yet, oh, my God. When Chris was showing that one interview Cena did on back in October. Was it last October?
0: No, he made, scene, he made even
1: ESPN uh, a they were talking about. It, he kind of went off the script, I guess you could say. The Cena so shoot. Practically buried Roman. That was freaking phenomenal. But well, anyways, you know. The promoters of UCW, obviously know things like man, they can't, you know, McMahon would sit there and said, I don't consume the public pressure, I could care less what the audience wants, because quite frankly, I know what they want better than they do, you know? But, but um, here's the example, Caleb. When Chambers won the heavyweight title, you know, defeat finally defeated, that uh, the guy, what's the guy's name? He broke CM Punk's record? What, did they help me out here? He didn't wear a mask. Charmin? No, no, well, that's no. That's basically what no, he is to me. No. Like that damn uh, McDonald's ice cream, McFlurry. What do you call it? Anyways, he claimed he beat the opponent's record. When he finally fallen, you know, Chambers is the babyface, one heavyweight title. Now I'm gonna get Chambers back on the show. I asked him privately, and I heard two different people say two different things. One, well, Chambers he had picked his opponent. I had no idea who I was gonna wrestle. I showed up and said, "Hey, you're wrestling this guy." You know, why book a you know a baby face champion? Who's your baby face? But it's kind of like booking. I don't know. Rob Van Dam against The Rock, you know, he's got some fan following, but during this time period when The Rock was so was so over, you know, people are gonna freaking Boo this guy, and, you know. Perfect well, example, Hogan and Rock, you know. What I'm trying to say is, who's it? Uh, not T Cash, the other guy's name, Sean Legacy. Legacy had following when, 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 he, when he comes. That's all. And Rod shows up and everything. Yeah. And his first title defense was against Sean Legacy, and I'm like, well, why would he be putting against Sean Legacy? I would have two or three good heels lined up ready to take on my babyface champion. And when I asked him about it, oh Chambers handpicked um, legacy. He wanted a Russell legacy, and then when he gets in the ring, man, the audience booed Chambers right out of the building. Yeah, you know, and then Don finally told him, "Well, look, dude, yours the heel is not working, so we're gonna. I mean, you being a baby face isn't working. Now we got to freaking turn you heel." And I'm still telling myself that was your freaking fault. Why would you book him against a freaking a bigger face than him? I would have had him gone up against Pasco or Night Stalker after he beat a theory or another freaking heel aligned. Why put him with a number one baby face? I said, "Jay, what's the freaking thought process here? You're in charge of this heavyweight title," and he was like. Oh well, he he, he wanted to rust. That was him. So I said, okay, that's what you want to do. And I asked Chambers that. Hell no, I didn't it handpick him.
2: I'm like, oh shit. And that that kind of gets back to that the, part the issue. You know, it it gets back to uh, kind of the same issue that you have with with the pastor situation. Is at, at some point you are not booking for your audience. You are booking what you or uh, other people on the show want to see And the moment that you're not booking for your audience, yeah. you're dead in the water when it comes to professional wrestling. Yeah. Uh, and, and that is, that's basically what's, what's happening there too is, you know, they, they didn't look at the situation of how their audience is going to react. Uh, they, they booked what they wanted to do and what they wanted to see, not what their audience wanted to see. So, and, and it, it didn't work out well. No, congrats. it didn't.
1: And, and, you know, and I, when I talked to, um, Alan Luke, you know, he's a guy I mentioned to you earlier. He, he's a production manager at Deflock Productions. He's really getting himself back into the business here. Hey, actually, well, he didn't run an online poll, but he and really went to talk to some of the fans out there and says, i got following this product. y'all understand what's going on? so y'all understand the storyline? They're all like, no. What storyline? They're not, they're not, we're not you know, they, they follow the matches, but they don't understand the angles that they're, you know, trying to, and, you know, and and, and and I talked to the, I mentioned this to the UCW management, and they're like, "Well, it's kind of always hard, hard to do book sometimes if people cancel out in the last minutes, and we got to change things up a little bit." I don't know. I guess that's stressful,
2: man. That's, that, that's always have excuse. a backup. Always, a, yeah. I,
1: I believe in the A, B, C, and D plan.
0: You know. Yeah. If we move on past UCW though. I'm, I'm getting a headache listening about. Well, <laughs> you work for. Yeah. Well, I tell no, you what, I work for Deathlock Productions when I go to UCW. Right, I don't work right, for right, UCW. I right. tell you what we
2: can do. We we can we can do, take a little bit of a positive detour. Um, we you just brought up Sean Legacy, and I'll tell you, um, this guy's an Augusta native, and that guy's on the up and up. Oh yeah, he is. Um, he's a,
1: he's, a, I think
2: he's phenomenal talent. He's phenomenal in the business shape. For what a year? Uh, I think that? going on too. I mean, I think years. him and Hunter
1: Young has got a very promising career in professional wrestling. You met know, Hunter Young before?
2: Yeah, yeah, I've met very Hunter. Good I, kid, I, I want know. to see some more out of him, uh, uh, but I, I think right now, um, yeah, he Sean Legacy's a, Yeah, Sean Legacy I mean, has. He's it. on the way up. He, uh, he's he's done. working in PWX Pure yeah. now. I mean, so that, you know, in the southeast, there's not a there's not a, a bigger promotion to to land at than working at for PWX. So. That's true. You know. You know, so I think in in a short period of time, he's he's coming long way.
1: Well, you know, before we before with UCW, you know, again, I do apologize for not trying to bury UCW. I mean, I respect rise and they, fall. Yeah, rise and fall, exactly. <laughs> well, I mean, I respect what they're doing. They're consecutively having on TV, Like They're trying to. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, give the guy credit. People would criticize him. You're not going to go far if you're in a freaking church. Well, hell, asshole, he's got a fucking venue. What the fuck do you got? I'm not talking to you, Caleb. I'm just saying. I've heard people sit there and say. Like I've heard I've heard people sit there and say, "Well, he ain't gonna go far working in a church." You know, he's got a gym, he's got a venue. The man's fucking trying. I've got to give the man credit where credit's due. You know, it's not like he has a um, uh, uh, resume of working in multiple wrestling promotions. and knows exactly how it is. The man's trying to do something. Okay? He's trying to bring wrestling to the CSRA. He's doing his best. You know, he's had a lot of fucking headaches. So many fucking times he could've "You know what? This shit ain't fucking working. when well, my damn freaking uh, trailer just busted a freaking flat tire. Never fucking stranded. You, you know, my talent canceled out an hour before the freaking show. Now I got freaking with a fucking card. I mean, I understand the fucking headaches he's had to go through. Or the guy's supposed to bring the ring. What do you mean the ring ain't fucking here yet? Crap! Man, I got to stop what he's freaking doing. Meet him halfway down the line and so show he can fucking ring his guy. Says, you know what? Fuck it. I ain't, I'm not going any further. Trying to. So I, I need more money. <coughs> I understand. The man's doing his best he can. You know, I, I, I got to give him props. He had to deal with a lot of fucking headaches, you know. So I'm gonna give I'm gonna credit credit due. at least he hasn't given up and he's still trying.
2: I mean, that's just wrestling, man. I mean, yeah, you that's know, true. You know, at, at at the end of the day, you know, if you're gonna make if you're gonna make any kind of money doing independent wrestling, you're gonna have to get to an incredibly high caliber. Uh, And I mean, as far as running a show, I mean, you're going to have to get to like a Ring of Honor, Evolve type level to be looking at any kind of like success where you can quit your day job. You know, Uh, so uh, if you get into it for that reason, you'd be better off playing a lottery. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, Uh, more people win the Powerball than have run
1: any any promotions
2: that are that successful. Exactly. There's yeah, uh, has been so
1: many of us that have gone out of damn business. I mean, with,
2: yeah,
0: Diamond
1: know, does. My god, Lisa Collier did her damn with the TNA, but she finally threw her hands up. Now, well,
0: who, else, who wants to know? Anthem Entertainment.
2: That's
1: right. Anthem yeah. Entertainment, I mean,
2: I hear they're actually turning around, though. They are pretty well. So,
0: that's a yeah, good thing. Yeah.
1: So I'm happy for them. Well, I
0: mean, yeah. they're, they're doing a good job with uh, the booking. They got Don Callis in charge. So, they're doing something.
2: I mean, it. it it could have only gone up from where it was, to yeah. be completely honest. Oh, yeah.
0: Well, uh, Joe Cornet said it best. The
1: only thing he sees about it, it's that fucking rock bottom. You can't go any fucking lower. All I can do now is go up. You know? yeah. I love
2: Joe Cornet. It's a fucking bomb. I mean, if you look at all of the, the, the stars that put TNA on the map to begin with, they're all in WWE right now. Yeah, and it's Incredibly WWE. successful. They're
0: all on SmackDown.
2: <laughs> they are all on SmackDown. They are all I mean, they come Russell. Well, Christopher so Daniels is I mean, is still. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, he's never heard the you know, bar. He's still <laughs> hanging in there. But, know. I mean, you know, I AJ Styles. knocking, knocking him. I mean, probably the best AJ the Styles
1: player. said him best, you know, if you're that damn good at it, you should get paid for it. He did all he could do. But he did every damn thing multiple times in DNA. So, I mean, it was time for me to finally get his just dudes. Man, phenomenal, incredible WWE World Champion. I got a lot of respect for AJ Styles.
2: Yeah. You know. I mean, absolutely. My, my
1: heart's to amazing. Heart, that goes to show, man. He got a good break in his business.
2: Dude's dudes from Georgia, man. Gainesville, yes, Gainesville right? Yeah, Georgia, yeah, Gainesville, I so. I love hearing that come over the uh the loudspeaker every time. No. Yeah. You
1: know. Remember so. in the window states that Vince may have wanna change that. They're not gonna know he's from Georgia. You know, I'm like, come on, Vince, get the boys with credit here. They know who he is and he 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 to like uh even Bill while they wanna freaking uh, you know, change his freaking hometown setting at one point, but man wanted to do that. But anyway, that's that's uh, I, I just I just find that very humorous, but anyways, uh, let's move a little forward here. Any any lasting thoughts on United so, Team for sure, wrestling Before we move forward,
2: no, no. Uh, good. I think we've I think we've pretty much covered that. I think we've killed that horse. We've and, uh, we beat that way. horse a good bit. But you know, we were talking about uh, Justin Hollywood, so that'd be a good segue into something else I want to talk about. Let's go. Let's uh, go. From Billy's uh, you know appearance on this podcast is. Uh, he told a story about uh, about Justin approaching him to try to uh, set up and book some matches at Livewire. There we go. I'm th-
1: about to get into Livewire. You approached about Livewire. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go and
2: that those would be viral pro wrestling matches. That is a lie. Uh, that is a a falsehood. Um, Justin. Uh, he, he he approached uh, he pushed me to see if I
1: could talk to Donald and behalf about trying to do like an hour before UCW have three or four have, have two or three Livewire matches for Livewire.
2: Well, I mean, no, I Justin definitely know. did approach him about doing matches on the show, but it didn't have anything to do with viral pro wrestling. Uh, Justin had a little company called WWAX, which was actually on the flyer. Uh, WWAX, for, yeah. Which what the hell they, is that? I, I have no idea what Chris it's. What
0: is It's just call letters. He doesn't have a name for it.
2: But if you look on the Livewire flyers for that show that uh, that this supposedly happened at, it was talking about WWAX on there. Uh, Justin didn't have anything to do with the dawn of Viral Pro Wrestling. Did not have anything to do with the creation of Viral Pro Wrestling. Uh, Viral Pro was uh, Josh Hancock's idea. And, um, you know, he put a team together that included me uh, about four or five months before the first show kicked off. So, you know, if Justin is claiming that he had any kind of part in it, or Billy is claiming that anybody other than the people I just mentioned had any kind of part in it, then that 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 is a falsehood. So when I heard that uh, on the podcast, uh, you know, I, I was like, I need to go on and set that record straight, uh, regardless of whatever may have happened between Billy and and uh, Justin regarding all that. Sounds like it didn't go very well. No,
1: it didn't. They 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 had some personal issues here,
2: and I got no dog in that fight. You know, more power to him.
1: Well, I know you said you got a lot of shit you want to get off your chest, man, man. I'm going to let you shoot from the fucking
2: hell, man. We'll talk about it. Let's fucking let's get it on. All right. Yeah, man. Uh, you know. Here I, we go. <laughs> yeah. You know. I, Welcome
1: to the pissed off segment of uh, the shootout here starring Caleb Kitchens and well, let's the shooting begin.
2: Yeah, I, I think in the last 10 years, man, I've just I've seen a lot of stuff in the wrestling business in this area that 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 irks me, uh, I guess, really it'd be 13 years. You know, there's there's just a lot of stuff that that goes around. I, I, I'll I'll talk. For instance, I, I know you're a big fan of uh, of uh, Justin Chambers or uh, JC the Georgia Boy, as as he was called.
1: we uh, trust Justin Sprewell, week first. I yeah, I, I, I he, you know, I got no personal issues for with. The the uh, he
2: was known as Cannabis <laughs> oh, <laughs> double ago. Corners. I got no personal Corners issues with it. CJ either, but. There, yeah. there, there is a small group of people that act like this guy is somehow this just incredible performer that just was l- overlooked and never got his due. Yeah. If that's the case, man, it's been like 15 years, Why, what do you have to show for it if that's really the case? At some point, you've got to stop crying about that and say either, yes, it is a priority for you to become better at this, and you're going to go out and wrestle against some people other than the same 10 people you've been fucking wrestling for 15 years, and get some actual experience, or you have to say that this is just a part-time thing for you and you're actually not that good and it's not a priority for you. You have to choose one or the other. I'm so tired of the fucking crying about this guy wasn't given an opportunity from him and from other people that apparently think of this.
1: Well, let me ask you a question. Now, in his defense, he has, he has admitted that too. You know, he's like when Wiggins uh, you know, did a shot on him, that he never did anything to involve and he got mad at first, and he sit back. I was like, "You know what? He's right, absolutely fucking right." You know, um, I wanted to get him on this podcast again. We've had a schedule, which just happened to be on to fall through. It something was said in the locker room at the UC. I'm not trying to bring UCW up. It's about dealing with Chambers. Okay, you, you know where I'm going with yes, this. Yes, I so do. Sure. The man made a comment. I, I don't know if he was getting ready to win the title. I think he was, was getting ready to win either the that night or the following month. But, you know, if you listen to Wolfgar and Joe Dirt's podcast I was on there, both of them guys come in here and said they were – because Wolfgar wants to get on here and just do a major shoot on Justin Chambers. I mean, literally, he was so freaking pissed off at him. that supposedly, remember in the window, it happened in the locker room because two people told me this, and they, said, and they said it on the show. So go back in the archives and listen to Joe Dirt's podcast and Wolfgar's podcast. Um Chambers made the statement that I'm the only one in this locker room that actually deserves to win the UCW championship. Mm-hmm. I confronted, uh, you know, Christian Fury. Well, I wasn't there, so I can't say if it did or not. But knowing Chambers' ego, and I'll, I'll, I'll put Chris here on the spot here as well, got to get a chance, this first chance to said on the on the, uh, on the podcast, do you think he actually had the ego enough enough to actually make that comment?
0: We had the ego in AWF to make the comment. Yeah, he did. It's a
1: bold
2: move, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off. <laughs>
1: so yeah. I'm kind of curious in your opinion, that guy's actually making a statement statement like in the locker room saying that I'm the only one in this damn locker room that actually deserves
2: to win that title. I mean, he had kind of an ego back in the FCW days. But, I mean, I did too, as I said on my last appearance on this podcast. Yep. And you Everybody's would, got egos in professional wrestling, and wrestling. Right, and you whatever. grow any, out any of, that kind of that. Any kind of,
1: you any, any kind of freaking competitive sport, you're going to have a freaking ego. Right. I, mean, I mean, if you're good at it, I mean, hell. I mean, Chris had a ego by sucking. I
0: mean, their phrase that. Whoa! Chris
1: had a ego About saying his shit stinks. I know? said he, this was gonna be raw, but, <laughs> <about
0: this. laughs> but that's not what I meant. We're talking <laughs> about the raw dog, and you're, oh, this is you know. Oh, sorry. You didn't my, even my, throw me under off a the bus. Rails. You just threw me in front of the fucking Mack truck and said.
1: <laughs> Christmas says nobody can not get my ass kicked better than me. You know, I lost all fucking damn tire
0: for God's sake. I man. mean, for real.
1: That actually happened. Just uh, seriously. No,
0: for the longest time, I was the best seller in the fucking CSRA. I could get my ass kicked and make everybody look good. And that was the selling point in AW. Come to AW, get, 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 get kick Chris's ass. Everybody was setting us up. just getting Still ring works up. to this day. I showed up to UCW and fans started arriving.
2: Uh, Henry kicked you in the face?
0: Henry yeah. did kick me in the face. Yeah. And I still held the camera.
2: Yeah, that was good. <laughs> Perfectly still. That was funny. Anyway, but I still use that as with, uh, with Justin James, though. Yeah, I mean, and like I said, I got no issues with CJ. We had some good matches back in the day, um, but you know that's just part of it. I, I think that I think just in general in wrestling these days, you know, wrestling used to be a business, or at least the the veterans now say it used to be a business about respect. I don't know from you know from some of the from some of the documentaries and things like that that you watch. It, it kind of seems like maybe it it was always just. Like it is now, where they say it's about respect and then it's not. Uh, you know, for instance, uh, we, we talked about Bushido at the top of at the top of this show, um, and also the whole deal with Livewire, uh, and, and also with UCW. The, I think competition is good in the wrestling business, just like any other business. Of course, course, but it, it comes down to something you know to respect. Uh, for instance, uh, you know, it, it comes down to not stepping on anybody's toes. When Josh Hancock started up viral pro he approached antron brewer who was running shows in thompson he was a promoter in thompson at that time and said hey look i know you're thinking about winding these down do you have any issue uh with us coming in and and running the same venue he got the man's blessing before he did it he even um took over fall brawl which was um the name of his of uh antron's big shows and and said, hey, do you mind if we use the Fall Brawl name? Because they were on, like, Fall Brawl 6.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm going to ask you So y'all did have Antoine's blessing?
2: Absolutely. I was there.
1: No, I'm not saying you said this, Christopher, but I, Christopher, I've heard people sit there and say that were pissed off by y'all doing that. Thing. I bet they didn't even have Antoine's blessing. They're trying to make money off of his name. Who said that shit, Chris? You're telling me about it. I know, I'm not saying you said that, but people were, were sitting there like... The guy who didn't wear a mask? Huh?
2: guy who didn't wear a mask. Oh, yeah.
1: the guy who didn't wear a mask nope. said that. Oh,
2: shit. First-hand witness, I was there. The first matter of fact, the first couple meetings where we actually sat down well, okay. and planned out viral pro, he was at the table. He was there, you know.
1: Now, okay, now, you, you say that right now. I'm not calling you a liar. I'm not saying that's bullshit, motherfucker. Here's my fucking proof right now. No, 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 no. God, I can't wait to get up on somebody. But anyways, and, and, and you know, the man who didn't wear a mask fence, Okay, do you know what's going on as far as respect goes? Do you know what's going on at the UCW with promoters going to their uh, owners at their venue? Like, you don't want to do business with these guys. We can produce a better show. You get better talent, <laughs> better matches. You know, we, we've actually had to ban two promoters. And one you're, you know, you're, I mean, you probably you're working with. You know, Joshua being one, and
0: Chris. Come here. What's that guy's name? Oh, uh, Mike Ellison. Yeah, Ellison. Ellison. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. go going there and talking oh, to just people. You could probably them. have a fucking hour and a half long episode about Mike Ellison. You know, so I mean, I can see why they're, you know, they're,
1: they're so pissed off by freaking Hancock. Like, they try to freaking run them out of bed. They try to freaking steal their venue right from under them. And they know how they found out about it? The church called Dante. We need to have a meeting. We're just here to let you know this individual and this individual came to us and tried to, you know, make a better offer. Claim they're going to. Give them more money, you know, for the going to pay more money for y'all's venue, and all of a sudden, s- supposedly the rent went up. And I know for a fact he was paying—I don't want to say the actual number—he was paying this number. Now, all of a sudden, he has to pay this number. That's why most of us now, when we bring our kids to the show, we have to buy tickets now because they raised the rent. So, I I've heard Don he explained that to me, I got no problem. Before, my kids are get in for free. Now, he's telling me, man, I can't let all the kids get in for free no more. I'm losing money here, and this is what's going on. No problem.
2: Well, if that happened. So, so we'll, we'll I'll definitely address that. If that happened, I don't know anything about it. I, I honestly doubt it because I know that, at no point have we ever had any discussions about leaving Sweetwater Gym. So I don't know why we would want to book their venue. Um, you, There's no reason to leave a place that's drawing two to 300 people and go to a place that's drawing whatever they're drawing. I don't, I don't know. Chris?
0: I think the the biggest draw we had was... Uh, about 300, wasn't it? Well, it wasn't no 300. That building can't hold 300. It, it no. was right. sold out. You don't it leave Madison Garden so, January, and book James January, February,
1: March. <laughs> I know for effects, I was there. I say it was saying was,
0: it was close... To almost Brandon, I've seen
1: I've seen 10 or
0: 12 people there, and I've seen it sell out. It, it was close to, I mean, there were, there were people standing. I will say that, that there was no more seats in the house.
2: Well, if it's not a venue that that's going to reliably draw. I mean, either way, as far as I know, I, I don't know. That that I
1: got told, I got I answer, this it. guy's picture, this guy's picture. If they show
0: up, it was my responsibility to make sure they freaking love. Maybe Bushido shut up. <laughs> Yeah, and it was passing out flyers, but they had to pay to us sit down and pass of out flyers. people extremely
1: pissed
2: off. I don't think Josh did that. If he did, then uh, see, I don't know Josh
1: without can... very, very well. So I don't, I don't, he don't strike me as being. Mean, but like I said, why would he go to Antoine showing that kind of respect? You know, and then go around and try to. You know, right. underbid down his venue so he loses his venue. Tell you another I thing mean, that happened... With someone the, tried to tell me that Joshua Hancock is so crazy, now I don't know his personally, it's what, what people were telling me and I come on the show, say that he's a crazy businessman, very, very competitive. He was extremely pissed off when Mishito came to the area and he went to run Mishito completely out of business. Anybody within a 100-mile radius of um, Pro, you Pro, know, he wants to totally outshine them and put them out of business. He wants Vowel Pro to be the only promotion... On in a hundred mile radius. Now, people come on the show, true. they actually said that. Now, I've never heard him say the words at all. You know, when right. people have been on the show in the past, you know it for a fact, have all said that about Joshua.
2: i tell you what, man. Um, I'm sure he'd be happy to come on the show. I can't
0: wait. To uh, he's man. already asked to be on the show. he got to it. I,
2: I mean, uh, you know, I could sit here and defend the man all day. I've been working with him since the dawn of uh, Viral Pro. And I worked with him when uh, we were at Flatline. Uh, when he was doing, doing security for, I mean, yeah, he
1: came to AWF show. He talked to him so. in the back. He was a martial artist, and he, he appreciated my martial art background. We talked a little bit about it. Yep. Then we, we made, supposedly made plans to get together and work it out. Sometimes, it just you know. And then he 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 talked to me about Bio Pro and got him first getting started. I told him I've been looking to start either start a promotion or invest in one. I was looking at two thousand dollars I put aside. I was either going to invest in a promotion or try to start my own promotion. You know, I me. Mean, he talked about it, but I don't know. Just. You know, I got mad because, you know, I was dealing with a concussion, wasn't thinking logically, and I told him, if I can't wrestle dude, I'm not going to want to, um, you know, I'm not going to jump shit. He said, I could book you in future shows. He just said his first show was booked up. I said, that's cool. I appreciate it. Right now I'm gonna decline because at the time, you know, doctors would tell me I've got a severe concussion. You may never be able to wrestle again. My family in my year at the time, and I was very, 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 very pissed off at the individual who gave me the fucking concussion. But hell, at least Larry's belt was safe and sound. That's another shoe.
2: Well, I'll tell you this is is when it comes to to respect. Now, I I don't think we have any – I think the 100-mile radius thing is definitely overblown because, I mean – Yeah, Christopher,
1: is that what the person said?
2: Yeah. I'm pretty sure that – that PCW is in within a, within a hundred mile radius. I'm
1: pretty sure they are too. Uh, I mean, and I'm like you know, you're not just talking about here in Groton and Harlem and Aiken. I mean, there's other promotions in the area for God's sakes.
2: I've been to PCW. I interviewed the Rock and Roll Express there. Um, I Where's I think It's in Columbia.
1: Columbia, uh,
2: Carolina. Yeah, South Carolina. Yeah. Uh, or or well, uh, in that, that area, they, they they uh, do a couple I different, different they, uh, venues.
1: I thought they, I thought they uh, Palmetto Championship Wrestling. Yeah, yeah.
2: Oh, so it's in South Carolina. Carolina. That's what PCW
1: is. Yeah. That's what that one Eric works for. I thought it was called something else. No, you're, you're thinking about, about CWA. Yeah, you're talking oh, about okay. CWA. Okay.
2: Yeah. Which we got no issues with that promotion either, if they're even still around. I mean, it's just... The the, the problem with Bushido is, um, you know, when they came in, like I said, Cameron Cade came down there with the intent to, um, to shut down Viral Pro. As a matter of fact, um, they're... I can I can I have a guess as to who their new financial backers are, which some other people that would love to shut down Viral Pro and that's stars and bars and we can get to them in just a minute cuz that's going to oh, be a whole oh, 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 that's going to be a whole it, another right. deal. Um but uh yeah, so uh you know, we we were required to get a business license with Medeffe County to be able to run shows there. Of course. We go in and get the business license. Josh said to the clerk there he said you know, there's another wrestling company, Machido Pro, uh, running shows here in Midiff County as well. Do they ha- Have they obtained a business license? And we found out that they had not. So he said, well, you know, I just want to let y'all know that they are running a show here. And I think that's fair game because to me, I agree
1: with that, if Jim. we have to go out and get a business license, this then they well.
2: should have to do it as well.
1: I, I, I could back that up. You made that trouble with IWE with Team Money's promotion and they were accusing mm-hmm. Team Money of trying to. I don't know who accused them, but inspector came up there and I was there. We're, we're you and you and J.C. Um, Walker and um, Takers Danny South was in the ring bumping. A guy showed up there and then pulled two money aside. And Monkey and she started laughing. Told us all, "Come here! I want y'all to see this shit right now." Everybody trying to say, "I don't have a business license. I don't have insurance. You know, this building to be shut down." Too money brought all this paperwork out there, and of course they can get inspector. Y'all had a good laugh with us and everything, and he left. And money said, "That goes to show you when people when you are starting to do good. Now you have haters out there trying to put you out of business." The only problem with that thing was um, a guy that owned a building, saw he was making money, kept raising the rent up to the point we couldn't afford it no more. Now they're bulldozing the place down, now building something else. Now that's another story.
2: No, to no, 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 I, I totally agree with what you're saying, though, though. Speaking of things that should be bulldozed down, we can talk about Stars and Bars. <laughs> yes. Let's <laughs> go ahead and do it. Let's,
0: Let's talk about, about Stars qu- and Bars. I got
1: a question. Now, now Stars and Bars, they're one of our sponsors, right? They Wars. used to be. Used to be. Yeah. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Now, I'll ask you a question, now, I'll let you say what you want to say. This man sitting here tells me, I'm referring to uh Christopher Dickens who is is having back issues right now. Anyways. Some years
0: and years of carrying you guys.
2: We had Burger King, he's got itis. <laughs> yeah. That apple
0: pie did it.
2: He's yeah. Chris Dickens never even carried me to the store. I don't he's talking to Bill there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He ain't carrying no fucking store. i buy you shit out of the
1: fucking
0: time, you piece of shit.
1: Anyways. Stars and bars.
0: This ain't a shoot on me. You save that for another time.
2: Save that that for Stovall's podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He gives me shout-outs, so I'm trying to return the favor.
1: Welcome to shooting Chris's dick on the next Stovall podcast here. Yeah, here we go. Wow. I'm sorry, Cap. I love you, man. It's called shooting the shit, folks. Shooting Chris's shit. Anyways... (laughs)
2: But you were yeah, saying stars and bars. We, stars we got and bars. Stars
1: handed. and bars. Yeah, yeah. I really want to know the truth to this. Now, this Chris Dickens told me stars and bars. Actually, not only were sponsoring y'all, they pay for the Rock and Roll Express, the BHL's y'all's actual show, and they want to control y'all's booking. If you want them to fully, for, fully build my stars and bars, they want to control y'all's booking. All right, so here we go. I, I
2: feel like I feel like we had to go back to the beginning with the stars and bars. So they they used to come out to um, to Flatline Pro. And really? uh, and they would sell merchandise there. Sure. We weren't officially a sponsor, but we had a deal worked out with them where they have you know, they have a large merch table. We had a deal worked out with them where we would charge them a certain amount to come in and set up their merchandise table. They agreed to it.
1: It's all Confederate stuff, right? Or... Uh,
2: no, it's it's mostly wrestling stuff, but they they do have like they they have a Confederate flag as part of their logo. Which at, at one uh, one particular Flatline event, they tried to actually hang up a legit rebel flag back there behind their venue. And we told, or behind their um, their booth, and we told yeah, them, we too, yeah. you know, you got to take that shit down right now. Because regardless of what anybody's personal feelings are on it, you, this is a public venue, got a crowd to cater to, and you don't know what people's politics are going to be one way or the other. Best thing to do is just Business-wise, that's a smart thing. Exactly. I, I understand that. Just don't hang the damn thing because up. Because you
1: don't want to start freaking right. You know, fans are going to go to oh Oh, front-line promoting hey, no, we're freaking not, but... Like I say, you know how public's gonna react to it, and yeah, you could be out of business quick.
0: All it takes totally is one picture that. and a bad social media post. Exactly. Exactly. So,
2: that being said, um, you know, uh, on down the line, they would they continued to come to different shows, um, you know, continue to come to all the different Flatline shows. Uh, then they wanted to start coming to uh, Viral. So I told Josh, you know, kind of the same arrangement that we had had with them all those years. And, you know, he made a a similar deal with it. Um, A little on down the line, about a year later, uh, the owner of Stars and Bars starts talking about sponsoring the product and that he knows the Rock and Roll Express and wanted to bring them in. Well, Josh thought it was a good idea. I thought it was a good idea. I'm not going to disclose the amount, but this guy's sponsorship basically was going to be he would put up the, the fee for Rock and Roll Express, which I'll tell you, it was significant. It was a good number? Uh, it was a, it was, it was a four-digit number, I'll tell you that much. Shit. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, and the whole concept was that that show would be kind of brought to you by Viral Pro Wrestling and Stars and Bars. They were going to be the marquee sponsor for that show. To get
1: the market
2: knowledge Express there. Well, we, we had kind of expressed to them that we weren't comfortable with displaying their logo with the Rebel flag on it and that we were just going to put Stars and Bars merchandise up there. Uh, and the guy got super pissed about it and he was like, well, places that won't let us hang up our rebel flags, we don't come back, which I knew that was bullshit because they were at every flat, they were like 25 flatline shows after that, after we told them to take that down. Um, but you know, it was like, okay, well we, we, we decided to put their logo up there. I was like, I don't, I don't really want to put this logo up, but I don't own the company. It is what it is. Well, after they agree and rock and roll express is signed, it's a done deal. After they agree to get Rock and Roll Express for the show, we start promoting Rock and Roll Express for the show. Yeah, as right. soon as we started promoting Rock and Roll Express for the show, this dude comes in there every single day. And I tell you, when I tell you there was no peace, there was no peace. Every single day it would be some new bullshit with this dude. Every single day. Oh, well, I got these guys out here in West Georgia I want to book. Uh, I got these guys that I know from back in the day that I want to bring on the show. Basically, and, and when we would tell him, no, you know, the whole rest of the show's already booked up. We already got people slotted in for it. That's when he comes on with, well, if I'm paying, I feel like I should get control over the show. Said it just like that. And when I say there was something every day, man, literally there was an issue with this guy every single day. Uh, I, I wish my fiance was here. She could tell you. We'd be laying in bed at like 10 o'clock at night. My phone would be blowing up, and it would be Josh telling me some bullshit that the owner of Stars and Bars has said today because... He had us by the balls at that point. He hadn't paid Rock and Roll Express any money. He had just agreed to pay for them, and we had already advertised them. So he knew that he could just kind of roast us over the fire. Uh, Otherwise, you know, we were going to have to come out of pocket to pay for Rock and Roll Express because we already advertised them. Or we were going to have to look like assholes. And not we were it, buying tickets
1: And like force Express Sorry guys That couldn't produce The damn show Exactly That's gonna hurt y'all A lot It
2: was gonna hurt us a ton Yeah so this guy Is just basically Trying hey, to take advantage
1: Would you mind saying on this podcast You just shake your head Yes or no And I'll move on Do you want to say What some people were saying They'll believe it When they see it
0: Oh yeah Yeah it was It was being stated That uh They'll believe The Rock and Roll Express Is gonna be there With Rock and Roll Express Show
1: And, and it. then see it.
2: And then they were All over every Dirty sheet on the planet some even trans- translated into different languages in different countries because they were Viral Pro Wrestling Tag Team Champions. So, has you know. got me to feel a little good. It was amazing, been, yeah.
1: And, you know, eight-time World Tag Team Champion, just really inducted to the Hall of Fame for the WWE, yeah. got booked up viral pro and won the tag team titles. That had to be a, it was accomplishment. As
0: far
2: as, it was amazing. It was one of the best moments in, in wrestling I've ever had. And those same people that were saying, we doubt the Rock and Roll Express is going to show up, we'll believe it when we see it. yeah. Uh, go ahead and mark it on your calendars. In about another month, they're going to be saying the same thing about somebody else that I can't reveal here. But it, it's it's oh, going to be on, the same. Give us a scoop. I can't. Yeah, I yeah, can't. Man, I know. I He's can't. giving me
0: some I'm insider kidding, info on it, but yeah, I, I, I don't even know.
2: I can. I, I'll I'll tell you. I I wish I could say it right here, right now, but I can't. But I'm going to tell you, it's going to be huge. It's going to be a, a massive. It's going to be a big deal. Single tag
1: team. Single. That's the only thing
2: I can say. Okay. All you can it's say a single, single. guy. But, Woo!
1: I'm kidding, no, I'm kidding. No. I don't know, I yeah. don't know. Sure. <laughs> I have no idea. Freaking <laughs> wish. Said. Woo! Freaking wish.
0: Yeah,
1: freaking yeah.
0: they couldn't afford his bar tab, much less his actual... What it
2: cost to bring in uh, Ric Flair, he wouldn't even draw that much, unfortunately. I mean, you probably have to get yeah. every single resident in McDuffie County to be there uh, to, to make that. Yeah, yeah. Probably really expensive. Um, but, but you know, that being said, uh, Stars and Bars started trying to take over the booking. And uh, when the actual show comes around, we had already planned for them to win the tag team championships. And they were going to come back and defend them, which they did this past April. Did they
1: win? Um, huh? Did
2: they drop the both or were they retain? They dropped them, yeah. No, to sorry. the hierarchy.
1: My question, my question was, the current tag team champions, were they actually, like you know, full-time with with, uh, with Viral Pro, you know, were, with, with tag team teams they had regular tag team for Viral Pro? And then,
2: yeah, yeah, so originally it was on the Monster Squad, which was a, a concept that debuted at Viral. So it was originally um, Billy Brash, um, uh, Joshua Cutshaw, and Six, and they were being managed by Mikey Galino at first. How
1: did, I feel, how did they feel about that, working with Rock and Roll Express?
2: Um, they thought it was fantastic. So by the time Rock and Roll Express came in, they were, um, they were just sort of uh, a tag team gimmick at that point. We had, we had taken the belt off of Sticks. He kind of stepped out, you know, out of the ring, and um, and Mikey Galino is of course with the Ugly Ducklings, you know. So uh, they were just running a tag team angle, very successful tag team angle. They're still running it. They've been main eventing places all over the East Coast. Um, and
0: there's plans to have Mikey Galino on the podcast as well. Oh, no, good, good. Fine. I know
2: about, I know about that. That would be
1: fantastic. No. no. No, let me ask you this question. Now, how was Ricky and Robert, you know, personally? I mean, how, were they professional with y'all? Did he give y'all any kind of props, credit? Like, look, guys, y'all need a lot of work to get this thing over. I mean, how did he actually feel Rusty and Thompson George? Uh,
2: I mean, I, I was not there for a lot of the actual, like, detailed working out of the match. They were very private about that. So it was really just them and the guys they were working with, and I think that's – like an old school type thing. And that's, yeah. That's but I'll tell you, that match went over beautifully. I mean, you look at, at two guys that have been doing it as long as they've been doing it and then two guys like Brash and Cutshaw who are, you know, in their prime and you're like, man, these guys, I mean, these guys are gonna beat the shit out of these, you know, these old timers. It, it didn't look like that at all. That, all four of them sold it very well and it was believable. Um, and, and it, it was just an incredible match.
1: Did you ever pick uh, Ricky Morton's brain? Because I mean, I've heard a lot of shoot interviews. i got a lot of, yeah. of DVDs with in shoot interviews. Yeah, especially uh, the Dose W Town Line in 1986. You know I mean? He does a lot of... you get a chance to pick his brain?
2: Yeah, actually... Well, so I actually had the, the distinct honor of being able to uh, go on as a guest host for Suplex and Microphones. And I actually got to interview uh, Ricky and Robert. And that was amazing. Uh, and then just talking to Ricky Morton in the back... Um, I mean, he can go on for as long as you want to talk about the wrestling business, and Iron I mean, he I has. Have,
1: I have found my traveling to his school, School of Wharton.
2: He has some great insights from in him. Tennessee. He doesn't. He Tennessee, doesn't call Tennessee. it psychology. He likes to call it the magic yeah. professional wrestling. Yeah. I love that, and I've started kind of using that terminology, uh, j- just because I, I prefer to think of it that way. I, th- I think it's. I think it's a good mindset to think of it that way. So. Um, that, that was incredible. Um, so, after all of the hassle that we had with Stars and Bars, um, with bringing them in, uh, they also had some issues as well where um, they wanted us to stop booking Darius Lockhart. So, it wasn't just about they wanted to book their talent. They also wanted us to have... They wanted to kick people off of our show really? that they did not approve of. Which, if you're not familiar with Darius, uh, he, he does... Um, Basically, a, a a gimmick where he plays a, a proud black man. He he brings uh, social issues to the forefront in in the process of uh, going out there and being the character that is Darius Lockhart. He's the revolutionary, uh, and they did not respond well to somebody that is you know that is prideful and it, you know is supporting equality, uh, which kind of led me to believe that these guys are kind of racist themselves um, and, you know with basically that they thought that he was a racist like they said that his gimmick was racist hmm. and I'm like if you look at somebody else and their gimmick is about equality uh, and you think that that's racist that says more about you than it says about them Right, right. Um, and we were like you're not going to tell us who to book just because you paid for one tag team to come in here so as soon as these guys had paid Rock and Roll Express, we cut ties with them. Um, you know, We held up our end of the bargain, but we said we're going to come up with the money to pay Rock and Roll Express to come back ourselves, and this is what we did. Um,
1: any hopes uh, any or Rock and Roll Express ever returned to Power Brew?
2: Um, right now, there's not any immediate um, plans for that. But uh, they could certainly be back. We had a great experience with them. They had a great experience with us. They actually canceled a booking to make our be able to make our show um, because they wanted it was it, they treated our tag team championships like they had just won the, the freaking NWA tag team titles. That's you know, amazing. That's you amazing know, we did, uh, they were incredibly respectful. Um, and did you go uh, and
1: their uh, seminars they had. Uh, Hollywood down here said he joined their seminar workout session that they did.
2: Yeah, yeah, I actually got to watch that. I mean, I didn't join in it myself because I was busy, but I, I did get to watch uh, a good bit of that because I wanted to see what they had to say, you know, what kind of knowledge they might have there.
1: Well, what kind of person, Robert, Robert Gibson, you know, for everywhere I've read and saw, they say he's a pretty uh, standoffish, kind of quiet guy. Ricky does most of the talking. How did Robert Gibson seem to you?
2: Yeah, he's kind of like that. I mean, he, he was a good guy, but, you know, he, he does kind of most of the, um, the business for him because, like, he, he's kind of the business guy. Uh Ricky's too nice, man. They they'd be you know, they'd be working for ten dollars in a handshake if it was up to Ricky, I think. I, you know, yeah, he's just to. such a nice guy. Yeah. So Robert kinda, you know, can you can tell he handles most of the business. But I mean, they were they were both awesome to work with, man. I so much respect for those guys. And you know, they they were really kinda before my time that I really got into wrestling, so when I started hearing about Rock and Roll Express, I kind of had to go back and watch some of their stuff.
1: I, I had followed them through Mid-South. I followed them through the NWA, the Crockett era, even uh, the the Dubbick days. Even people are trying to say their past their prime. I love the matches they had in Smoky Mountain Wrestling. Yeah. They were
2: 20 I, years ahead of their time. Man. Yeah, they really were. You know? They were doing stuff that back then that nobody else even the thought fact of. that they're
1: still in it today. Cause it's, it's sad. It sads me because, like, you know, Ricky would sit there and say they just didn't do their business sense right. You know, they got robbed. Some people were getting these guaranteed contracts and, you know, guaranteed money. It's, man, we never got a contract, never had a contract. They said they were just getting paid whatever they got paid, you know, and then they really wish they had someone smart in their corner, someone like Joe Coronet, because we didn't express that guaranteed contracts from what I've read, um what's sad Ricky would say we have everything we do you, you know as independent wrestlers every time we freaking make, we have to we have to keep working just to be able to survive. I'm like, man, it just kind of breaks my heart, you know I was hoping he had some kind of legends deal worked out with the guy dunked in the Hall of Fame or the game some type of income coming in but you know, I, I still applaud them. They're still a draw where to go so my hands off to the Rock and Roll Express big fans for them.
2: Yeah, it, it was awesome working with him, and I, and I, I, I would hope that we would get to again. Is he, has he passed out on us? Already? No, I haven't. He done? I think he did. i man. Did. I think he was drifting.
1: Yeah, Chris was a big fan of the old school era. He says he is, but I don't I'm
2: know. a fan of the old school era. Chris likes
1: attitude. He does like Joe Crocker promotions. He said he did watch it a little bit of. It. He listen to the W O W show. Anyways, <laughs> Chris is very funny. Anyway, let's let's get let's get on there. You started off with Justin Chambers a little bit here. Now what else, you know, other films you need to freaking bust balls in this show? Bust
2: them, man. Uh, let it's me not, think. I, I feel like we're almost done, but let me let me let me just make sure here, because
1: I think to start and bars. You know I mean? Anything, anybody, anybody any of the talent he worked
2: with. Stars and bars in particular was a big one, man. That just that was some of the most unprofessional nonsense that I've seen, and and the guys try to deny it too. I I went on a, I made a long Facebook post about the whole situation, yeah. And that you know they tried to, to deny it and walk it back, and you know there was even um, they they set up a booth at the flea market now, and that's actually why they went and sponsored Bushido. They did it completely out of spite. Um, really? Yeah. They're 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 backing uh, Bushido financially simply because um, you know they want to. Um, put viral progress on that business. And actually a lot of the the that those rumors and everything where you know people were talking about Josh was freaking out about um about Bushido coming into town, a lot of that was stars and bars, man. That guy was in Josh's inbox every single day. Oh man when Cameron Kay's got this guy and this guy and uh, he says he's gonna put you out of business. Stars and bars started a lot of those rumors.
1: Now let me ask you this question. Have you ever talked to Cameron Kay about that did he ever tell you personally He's gonna put you guys out of business. He had anything negative to say about Fire Pro. Now, Chris, we recruitment from wrong here. Wasn't Cameron Kay the one who would tear down UCW fires and says, What the fuck are we doing killing wrestling the CSRA? Yeah. Is that him that said that? Because yeah. he freaking buried Jay and Don for trying to do UCW and practically freaking hated it. Say their asses needs to be in the freaking fans watching it, and not try to be in a the show. They got no business of burning a promotion. I asked Parker about that. He said, Man, it's a man taking his opinion.
2: That's yeah, I mean, cool. uh, Cade, uh, Cade, uh, you know he. I have a long history of just not liking the guy. I think he was better off with the coat hanger in his shirt. Because I mean, and, and he didn't get any reaction back then. We used to all say he was a. He was the only person to ever come out at Patriots Park and flatlined to no reaction whatsoever, and he still oh, really? holds that record. Yep. Uh no, just nobody gave a shit about it, mm-hmm. and uh, so he's
1: not just guy gifts or wrestling as he tried to betray
2: himself. I mean, no, it's like I said, though. man. It, no, it, he
0: wasn't getting he wasn't getting any reaction at Flatline. He just happened to go to a place that uh, he was lucky enough to be a uh, better talent on, and then or just friends with somebody, somebody else, it, and just the then he went from there.
2: He got a decent physique, but you know he has a uh, he has sent promoters nudes before to get on their show. Just saying, so I mean that's okay. a fact. That's not a rumor.
1: What's the fact
2: now? He has sent promoters nude photos to get on their show before. Oh, say
1: so nude photos of himself? Yeah. To get booked?
2: Yeah. How
1: the fuck
0: does that work?
2: Well, I mean, if the depends on what the promoter's into. Yeah. Oh, no,
0: yeah, shit, If they're friends God, with I'm Pat Patterson. Crazy. What's that? I, I said, fucking... if they're friends with Pat Patterson. I mean, yesterday
1: yeah. I saw this guy one time pull a fucking dildo out of his fucking pants and he was my fucking He's head. So I'm like, what the hell? I don't care, Chris. This is yeah. my fucking show. <laughs> fuck you, asshole. Don't tell
0: me shush on my damn show. But yet, but I, up. Know, he, I know he he was I talking, he's talking about. He's talking about the big layers. I'm,
1: like, I'm like, I'm looking at this guy. You booked him. Why? He's your mentor. Why? I mean, I'm sorry.
2: Yeah, you're right.
1: No, I'm just, you know, I don't watch wrestling for that shit. I mean, I, I want to see competition. I want to book you as La
0: Parca. <laughs> you know, you've heard yeah. of him
1: yeah, That says yeah. something you know, You're the guy Who won first place At a karaoke bar Singing Indian To someone I don't bring this shit up for
0: Why did you bring that <laughs> I have no idea This is not Tear down Chris Dickens ship. That this is If it's gonna come I, From anybody It's gonna come from Taylor the here. I mean <laughs> I uh,
2: mean I don't want I don't about, want to Yes, no Can the
1: camera case Sit there tell you You know why the hell's Bio Pro opening up? We got doing killing us in like he did at UCW, or did he give y'all a little bit of respect?
2: Well, we were there long before him, but the whole the whole yeah, deal I know that
1: part. I'm talking about you know when he first heard of Bio Pro, well, no, there he was to no, J no damn respect. There
2: was like, no respect from his part either. He never came to us and said, "Hey, I'm planning on running this venue." Uh, you know, I'm gonna so he just to showed up one day and
1: I'm running Machido, bitches, deal with it.
2: Yeah, as a matter of fact, he found out about the venue from Justin Hollywood, uh, and then. Booked it, and then uh, immediately started trying to go after the same talent that we were using. Uh, approached a bunch of our sponsors, trying to get them to sponsor his show instead. I mean, it just...
1: Uh, not dude, you know, I know Jay, let's put water on this, doesn't want to stir his shit up, though. But that shit would piss me the fuck off. Oh, yeah. That's going to be more knocking on this freaking dude door and punch this guy square in the fucking face. Yeah. So, I, I mean, mean... I mean, does is that... Is that that shit pisses you off, you're here. I mean, He He's here. He's trying to go after my talent, go after my friend's sponsors. Maybe he's trying to take my venue, try to put me out of freaking business. What the fuck, dude? You're, you're, you're drawing battle lines in the sands here. Are you going to ignore it or are you going to do something about it?
2: Yeah, I mean, honestly, uh, what we're going to do is we're going to let Bushido go out of business, which is what's going to happen. But um, I
1: mean, yeah, they're only drawing nine people to a fucking show. I
2: mean, they ran their first show uh, back at Patriots Park. Who the hell told me know. they
1: sold out their first show?
0: <laughs> Somebody who didn't apparently go to that show.
1: I could have sworn you told me that you know they're freaking selling out and they're freaking 5 Bible Pros crowd and are you just hearing bullshit in the window on the
2: internet? We've was, honestly never seen any kind of crowd. There was never a crowd draw. there. I think it was uh, it
0: was Justin who actually said they had a good crowd.
1: Yeah, I think Justin. That you sound just like a tune when you say
2: that
0: too. You I mean, listen to him on the phone half the freaking time and tell me you can't make it sound like a uh, practically pubescent little teenage boy. Yeah, he drove a I'm like, Justin, good you gotta crowd. freaking speak up. If you can be on the show, yeah, dude. Did, they did really good. I mean, I was in the I'm like Justin, antagonist. talk, dude. Don't freaking whisper. I, I can't fucking why hear I that didn't shit. Win. I'm good. My dad won't book me.
2: No, no, that's very true We won't but
0: my, my dad won't even Let me do production I can't even Access the G-Drive that's,
2: that's true because, I changed the password On that myself
1: <laughs> and, and that's because He's telling the secrets uh,
2: But I mean That's Yeah, that's a, I mean that's Kind of the problem is If you can't be trusted With the information Then you're not Going to be trusted With the information I mean the same
0: thing Would have happened to me When I was working For Flatline If I would have Taken the stuff That they were doing And okay, you say I'll, Okay, I'll this is what the They're doing over there I'm I would have been banned I'm not too I'm
1: trying to go back With popping My fucking head Yes and no? Does Bible Pro? I just want to clear this damn fucking room up right now, because Justin, excuse my language, J- Justin here, you know, came on this the show and indicated there could be hostility between Bible Pro and uh, UCW. So, in your opinion, like I said, you were a Booker of Bible Pro, correct? Yes. You have your productions of Bible Pro, correct? Yeah. You and Joshua Hancock communicate very, very well. Every okay. day. Okay. Exactly. So. Yes and no Do you guys As a whole viral Pro Do y'all hate UCW Y'all think UCW Is a piece of shit Shouldn't be fucking wrestling They never have to go out like damn business if you don't watch Real wrestling You come to viral Pro I mean Any animosity at all in you guys Because we, we've heard All no, kind of freaking rumors No
2: There's not any animosity There I mean But it's a Josh Hancock's kids Wrestle at UCW That's what I
1: don't understand So he wouldn't, people, he wouldn't Supposedly Some people get paranoid When Joshua shows up Okay what's he doing He's, he's scouting, there to watch his kids scouting our talent he's, Well, we say he's watching his kid to win his first title. Oh, full fucking shit. He hates his fucking kids. Let me tell you right now.
2: I'll stop you right there. I'll tell you right now. Let's just be honest. There's not a single person on the UCW roster that wouldn't jump off their ass if we called them and asked them to come work on our show.
1: I tend to
2: agree, Chris. Yeah, Come on, Chris, talk right. here. What, what do you want me to say? That they that they wouldn't jump to that Say some fucking
1: shit. You're
0: fucking Chris Dickens.
2: And, they, and, c- and they'd be a fool notch here. They'd be a full. not to. You're cursing no. more
0: than me, but this guy's supposed to be the one that's <laughs> no, no, supposed no, to be No, no, I'm saying
2: I are cursing more than you. That's
1: not
0: how it's supposed to go here.
2: But there I'm is no animosity. Cool there. There. So there's
1: no
0: animosity
2: There's no animosity there. Josh is there to watch his kids. No, let me ask
1: you this question now. Okay, you sit there and say there would be a fool... If you pick the phone up right now and call Justin Chairman, by the way, dude, i catch you in six, book, you'll be a fool and i freaking jump at it, right?
2: Yeah, absolutely. It would be how great. pro is better? Oh, absolutely. I have no problem with <laughs> that.
1: I'm just kidding.
2: I mean, if if, if if I thought UCW was better, I'd be working there.
1: Oh. <laughs> I love you for that one. I thought you said I'd be working there. Yeah. Okay, your opinion. Now, Hollywood came on the podcast and said some shit like um, – the reason why Fire Pro is better than UCW because y'all's production production work is light years ahead of UCW. Chris, that's your fault, by the way.
2: Well, that's true. I did
0: it. I'm just going to go. I'm going to say this right now, and, 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 <laughs> and he will vouch for this because we've worked together on production. If I would have said yes to UCW when I was first approached, their production value probably would be ten times better than what it is ahead, right now. Hollywood.
1: He was doing a production yeah. at UCW, wasn't he? Because I asked somebody in yeah. here, Justin. You're sitting there saying that the reason why Viola Pro is many times better than UCW is because their production value is a light years ahead. It's like watching WWE Today and Joe Crockett back in the 70s. Yeah, he actually said that.
0: And so I'm kind of curious. Is that, you know? That's pretty much it. I mean, let, let's just face facts. Hancock took what he learned from Flatline and utilized it. He went, yeah, he went to the people that he knew could do it. He approached me, I turned him down, I was out of the business. He went to Kitchens, who has got a very well-known background in production and booking in the CSRA in wrestling. But, okay? But, so, but, but is that correct,
1: though, in your opinion? One reason why you're saying your guys were better, because if it's the production-wise, talent-wise, booking-wise, storyline-wise, venue-wise, or just all the way through...
2: All, all the way across. I mean, and, and hey, it's, I, and it's that's just your opinion. That's cool. I mean, that's how it is. I, if you and look Don, at it,
1: keep in mind, Don has been to all shows, and he likes. He, he goes shows. to every. He shows. goes,
2: he goes to, I was gonna say he goes to every show, yeah, he, and and show, and, and I talk show. to him when I see him there. Uh you know, anytime like, I see you know, him. I can myself. buy a ticket. Huh?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, buys a ticket. I'm
2: sorry. he buys a ticket. I mean if he wanted to do some security work for us, we'd probably let him do that. You know? <laughs> uh, and and I'll tell you that's something that happened at the, in the uh, right after the very he, first uh show. didn't
1: he say on the podcast with Jay one time that he's he compares crowd notes and he says their their crowd numbers are very very similar to you he did say that.
0: He did say that. He did say that. That was about that's how much to a year That or is was, a delusion of yeah, that,
1: That's so was like about, He didn't say that recently, okay? It was about, about what the guy probably first started, actually. He might have made that
0: comment. Even then. Yeah, even then. <laughs> it, it's like comparing Charmin toilet paper to public
1: toilet oh, paper. Oh, that's what they said. They said their numbers are very, very similar. I mean, I don't know. I haven't not, 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 not had the luxury of coming to
2: a But, I mean, you look at the people court. that we're booking. I mean, we got Darius Sockhart. We got Chip Day. We got – we have people who are – who are famous all over the southeast? We have people who you could put on a flyer, and wrestling fans would drive three hours to see them. Who are they booking like that? Who, who drives three hours to go to UCW? Who, I mean, I
1: mean, they do now. They do have. I don't know. It's three hours now, get there. Are some people who got get out
2: this couple hours to get there. I mean, I know that. No, know. but I'm saying though, who on the UCW roster are you going to go to? You can, can you drive to Charlotte, North Carolina, or Atlanta and put a flyer up and somebody's going to go? Oh, I know that guy. I'm going to drive to Thompson and see him. Yeah, I don't think you I don't think that's, that's. I mean, the minute Anthony Thompson's Henry announced
0: that he was going to be at a viral pro show, fucking ticket sales went up again. Yeah, they just jumped. I mean, now. Oh, well guys, I got to roll on We're at quarter What is Jane what Donner is Donner? doing wrong? Okay, what is Jane
2: Don
1: doing wrong? What, what are they doing different? You guys are doing is this, you know.
2: I mean, they don't. They probably don't, don't have the same
1: advice to get better.
2: They probably don't have the same resources we do. But the, the fact of the matter is, the number one thing that I, I would recommend, and we've already talked about it on this podcast, yes, engage with your audience. I, you know, no book way, what I your saw. audience wants to see. Book what. Let those people leave there anxious waiting for the next show and so that they'll tell their friends about it and that's just simple business regardless of what kind of business you have if, if you run a movie theater you don't want somebody leaving there calling their friends up or going on social media and making a post God I just left the shittiest movie theater I've ever been to no you want somebody going man I, I went and got concessions I got my ticket and sat down and had 10 minutes to spare the seats are really comfortable about fell asleep you know you want you want people to go out and sped, spread a positive message about your business. It's called the wrestling business. You need some wrestling skills and some business skills, and booking to your audience. That's one of those business skills.
1: Good deal. Final thoughts, man. Don't bring of time here. I've been told by my fucking producer here to wrap it up, piece of shit. Yeah, dude. I gotta run out. I of I know, dude. I'm just fucking with you. Final thoughts, man. Any any last person you want fucking bury real quick?
2: No man, I think I'm good. I think I think the shovel has gotten some decent use today and I appreciate you having me on.
1: Yeah, I want you to come back on the show. I want you to bury more people in the show. I love it. It's I will I will make a
2: return appearance for sure. I, 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 we'll I get it, it we'll it, get man. it done. This is fucking awesome. I
1: want to get next time you come up here, I'm gonna schedule it. Get you and Alan Luke meet here face to face and god that's gonna be a long fucking podcast. This dude's got a lot of a lot of shit to say about the business too. And he really, really does but a lot of people too as well. So that'd be funny as hell. Hey God, I would love to get Jay and Don at the same time. We were killing kitchens and then we're calling. Wrestling Business one on 101 My K.O. Kitchens here. We're going to educate Jane Don how to successfully run a business. And maybe, hey, what's that, what's that damn chef calling? Hell's Kitchen? Oh. How he goes in and say dining restaurants and having to turn their business around. We're going to have Kitchens do that for the dying business of professional wrestling.
0: <laughs> yeah, I can see that at the TMB show. That would be an awesome <laughs> show. That <man. laughs> would be an awesome show.
2: I think we'd get kicked out of pretty much every venue. There, <laughs> there, there, there would be a bunch of,
0: we'd start off
2: with live wire.
1: Uh, put well, first of all, first thing I would do is Jay. I lose your fucking gut, you know, you know, and, and quit having fat old, middle-aged men that are out of shape trying to fucking wrestle. I'm like, damn, Alan, shut the fuck up, dude. Everybody's just sitting there looking at him. Yeah, you know. some guy freaking taking on any jacks. i ready to freaking freaking get the shit out of Helm. And Alan is just sitting there and just 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 looking at everybody saying, y'all, worthless pieces of fucking shit. You're better off going to the barn and shooting your fucking selves. Did he not I not yeah, say that's that? that's exactly what he said. Holy shit. Anyways, I am survivor of pain. I'm doing more cursing than Caleb and Chris here tonight. Yeah. What the fuck is going on with me? Let's do the medicine, talking. I am Bill Blanchard. This is Chris. Thank you